On this week's Blind Mike Project, Mike Geary returns from his time with the Skanks to discover Craig has left his DNA all over the studio. What the hell, Craigers? And with Blind Mike gone, Hackwright's ego starts to get the better of him. I am funnier than Blind Mike, I know. And now your host, a man who looks absolutely swole from this vacation, a man who treats his employees fair even when they get out of line, because my God, look at all that free work they do for you, Mike. That's gotta be worth something. Anyway, here he is. A man who has a sixth sense for comedy. Blind Mike Geary. Hey, hey. Hey, now. Really, we've been gone a while. It feels like forever. I apologize uh, for my voice. I'm a little, uh, congested. I don't know. Do I sound okay? You sound fine. You sound really uh, oh, good. stern. Oh, thank God. Stern-like. Well, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what's up, everybody? I don't usually uh, I don't usually start with uh, th- things like this, because I generally save it for when I'm on KMS, but I won't be on for some time while Kirk is away at Surviving Barstool. So I just wanted to throw this in at the start. Did you see what a debacle that... Top fifty list was. Oh my god! Yeah, I did. Oh my god. <laughs> I sure it was did. A horrible disaster. <laughs> right off the I jump, I thought it was going to be like a produced thing. Like here are the fifty, and it was like if uh, who's the who's the NFL films guy? Is that John Facenda? Is that the right name? I don't know his name. I don't. It would be like if one of those things started with uh, and coming in at number fifty. Well, we're not really sure. It's still up for debate, even though we had a month to prepare. It'd be like him coming on, Bill Belichick, who's definitely on the list in there, throwing like a, a cherry bomb in the middle of it. <laughs> it was weird. Yeah. So I don't know. It seemed like a bad uh, a bad first assignment for Andrew Augustus, but I'm sure uh, I'm sure he'll have a coherent explanation for it. So I'm excited to see all of that. But yeah, I was... I, I stayed up late to watch it last night, and I was like, what the hell is this? I turned it on, and during the intro, you could hear Mayo going, what movie is this from? And I was like, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite a debacle, so go check that out on the KMS Network YouTube if you'd, uh, if you'd like. Um, you do have a sultry so, voice today. It's kind of nice. I do, right? Yeah, I like it. Yeah. Well, I'm hoping it doesn't affect my Alec Baldwin impression. <laughs> it might enhance it. You can yeah. sound real somber. <laughs> we'll see. We'll get there. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I we're, So we're on a Saturday morning here, and I appreciate, uh, you know, usually I bust Craig's chops, but I don't want him to misunderstand. I appreciate, Craig, that you notified me that you wouldn't be able to do Sunday morning, and that might be inconvenient for you. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you telling me that. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm uncomfortable now. No, I'm. What I'm saying to you is, I appreciate. Sometimes I bust your chops. Yeah. But I appreciate you telling me you couldn't do Sunday morning. You gave me a heads up. We switched. I typically I would say, oh, Craig thinks he's so important. Those are oh. the jokes when I do that. Right, right, I'm right. saying I appreciate you. Thank you for telling me that you couldn't do Sunday instead of doing Sunday and harboring some resentment for me. Do you understand? Oh, <laughs> okay. I follow. Yes. No problem. Okay. Like, anytime. Thank you. <laughs> you're, you're welcome. All right. Yeah, now I'm uncomfortable again. <laughs> I'm thanking you. I appreciate it. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. Maybe we'll get some get to some uh, Blind Mike Project stuff. But I'd like to start on a happier note. I was in Las Vegas last week, which is probably why I'm sick. God knows what I uh, contracted out there in Las Vegas on Fremont Street. Right. But I had a lovely time, so I wanted to recap Skankfest Vegas with you guys because that smarmy cunt Carl, we're demonetized now. That's how passionately I feel about calling him that. <laughs> Carl asked me, uh, how's Vegas? And I was like, ah, it's pretty good. And then we moved on. But in the in the who are these socials tweet, he's like, "Oh, Mike had a lot of riveting stuff about Vegas." <laughs> we didn't we didn't talk about it. I was going to talk about it on here. What are you giving me shit for now? I did I did notice. I was like, "There's no follow ups. What do you want? Do you want to just recap your whole trip? Is that what he wanted?" Yeah, well, we just spent forty minutes. Oh, sorry, we can't get to delete laws this week. Yeah, ban- banter's usually five minutes tops. Tops. It's usually thirty seconds. I didn't think he wanted a lot of banter, and then he's like, "Oh." Great stuff, Mike. <laughs> Bringing it. Why, why, everyone, everyone, why does everyone have silent resentment for me? I don't understand it. I don't, Mike. <laughs> Take your pe- Thank you, Craig. Craig's the only guy I can, can trust. <laughs> Craig, you're the best there is, and I appreciate all the time you put in. Thank you. <laughs> okay, we can stop this. I hate it. Understood? Yeah, I got you. Roger. Are we clear? Yes, clear. Are the, are the thank yous I'm giving you now enough? I prefer you shitting on me, I think I found out right now. <laughs> all right. So, um, yeah, you know, make sure the uh, timestamps are proper because there's a lot of people that aren't going to understand what the fuck I'm talking about. But, right, right, right. Uh, yeah, so Skankfest Vegas was a terrific time. I think as far as content... This was one of, if not the best years that I've been to. As far as like the actual shows, um, it's up there. It might be the best year. I've been to every year except for the first one. And uh, I'll go day by day as far as how the shows were and things I found notable. I'll, I'll give notes from each show if that's good enough for Carl. I hope that's succinct enough for him. I hope it's riveting enough for him. God forbid, you know, instead of doing a, a round table, that's what we all needed is a fifth stuttering John show from Carl. <laughs> Mike's got fucking machine guns right now. I love this. <laughs> it has nothing to do with Carl either. I have no, <laughs> I love the man. Yeah. I'll be on WATP uh, October 14th. So look out for that. Ooh, fun, fun. No, I'll misdirected anger. But um, I think Carl wants to do Skankfest next year. He was mentioning that. Doing his podcast there? I think so, yeah. That'd probably be pretty fun, actually. It'd be interesting if they had the proper setup. Although, what would be... I wonder what the crossover is, because there's a, there would be a lot of people there that are, are like, why are we making fun of Stuttering John? What's happening here? Who's Patrick Michael? What or, the hell's going on? Well, they'll just do I, like, wonder, uh, I wonder what the crossover's like. I bet there's some WATP fans that are Skanks fans. Oh, for sure. For I would sure. think, right? Definitely. I think he's friends with some of the people in that world, so that'll be interesting to see if he's able to uh, pull that off. You you but, could uh, you could do like uh, one of the shop shows, like right in front of him. <laughs> That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get to Brendan Schaub too. I who can't is actually wait to get to one of the more part. least interesting. I've heard one, one of the more least, one of the least interesting things of the weekend. But um, I'll go. Uh, so Thursday night. They have like the uh, pre-show kickoff. They do the real ass podcast. Actually, let me start before that. We saw uh, Dan Soder checking in. He was very cool. That's one of the cool things about Skankfest. It's like, you know, um, the KMS live shows where you're just kind of intermingling with the people involved with the show. 
Like that's kind of that's one of the things that makes it cool. So we're checking the hotel. Um, we kibitz with Dan Sh- Dan Soder. He threw a, sh- a few shots of Dave Portnoy with me. That was fun. <laughs> I guess they weren't so kind to uh, Dan's current fiance. So no, they weren't. <laughs> yeah. So he didn't mind getting a few shots in with me in the checking line. That was fun. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's Katie Nolan, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they were nice. They weren't not nice to her. I don't know what happened with them and Katie Nolan because they were when I was an intern, they were like friendly with her. I don't know what transpired after that. She did the dog show with them, right? Was that her? Dog show. It, Dave was like obsessed with uh, dog shows and like scoring. Wasn't that her? I don't. She know. was like a judge or some Sometimes shit. People mention things to me from early Barstool and I'm like, maybe I was in a haze. I have no memory <laughs> of what you're talking about. Now I have to. I feel like I have to look it up. <laughs> yeah. Um. So uh, Thursday night, the one thing that uh, stood out to me was uh, they do the Real Ass Podcast, and then they did uh, stand-up after that, and Ari Shafir comes on stage. And I noticed the, the comedians that are like veterans of Skankfest don't want to burn a ton of their material because everyone there knows their old stuff. They can't go to like old you know things from years ago. And it's a lot of people in the same room, so you're hearing the same shit over and over again. So guys like Ari are smart about it. Well, they'll just kind of riff for most of their set. And Ari comes out and he goes, uh, all right, listen, this is something I've uh, pulled off in Los Angeles before, and I'm hoping to do it here. So when I'm done, I'm going to bring on Big J Ogerson. Big J is in the back right now. He can't hear anything I'm saying. So when Big J comes on here, you know, he kind of fancies himself the godfather of Skankfest. He looks at himself as a king in this place. But what I want to happen is I'm going to say, ladies and gentlemen, Big J Okerson, and you guys are completely silent. And I was like, this, I'm interested in whatever this is. <laughs> so he says, be, be completely silent. And then he starts shitting on Jay saying like, you know, and he's a hack. So we'll revert to crowd work. And he, goes, <laughs> so, he goes, so what are you people in the front row? When he inevitably says to you, you know, Hey, what do you do for a living or something? Say, yell out, hey, that's too far, man. And the rest of you, boo. <laughs> <laughs> so I was I was juiced up for this. <laughs> yeah, I imagine. <laughs> so then Ari, you know, gets into whatever stand-up he does. And then uh, eventually, you know, gives Big J a big intro. He's like, this is one of my, you know, one of my best friends in comedy. Hilarious guy, all of that. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Big J Okerson. Now, this was a little annoying because there are some people in the crowd that I don't know, maybe they didn't hear Ar- what Ari said or they just didn't give a fuck or whatever. There were a few cheers, like people that didn't get it. And I was like, oh, God damn it. But it turns out that actually worked out better. Because <laughs> it's like one person. <laughs> because it's a few cheers. And literally, I know it worked out better because Jay walks on stage and he's like, Ah, late night skank fest crowd. You guys are you guys are tired, huh? You guys must be high or drunk or whatever. Like he he acknowledges that the crowd is like low, low energy. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, this may have worked. <laughs> and so he says, you know, he has a couple jokes. Then he looks at some lady and he says, "You, ma'am, well, I forget what he, you know, what do you do for a living? Something like that." And her boyfriend steps in and yells, "Fuck you, bro!" <laughs> and we go, "Boo!" <laughs> And he's like, whoa, what did I say? (laughs) And then he's like, all right, whatever. And he kind of tries to move on and do crowd work with another person. And we boo again. 
And he goes, I don't know what the fuck is happening right now. <laughs> it was a masterful job. And then finally he goes, this is Ari, isn't it? <laughs> starting to win the crowd back. Yeah, this is Ari. It's definitely Ari. But he tells this story. He's like, he's like, you know, I was outside. He goes, I go outside to have a cigarette with uh, Lewis. And I go, hey, man, like, do I really have to? I'm going to be doing stand up all weekend. Like, do I have to go up tonight? And Lewis goes, these people fucking love you, bro. <laughs> they need you to go up there. <laughs> like Lewis having no idea what was happening is giving him a pump up speech. Like you have to go on stage right now. <laughs> and it's silent. <laughs> he comes up to silence and booze. Well, that was uh, pretty hilarious. Uh, I love shit like that. I love being a part of anything like pranking someone in that way where it's just like innocent and fun. Yeah. I, I, I very much enjoyed that. Um, so Friday is where things started to get juicy. This is probably something you've heard already. Have you heard the gossip about, uh, Mr. Joe DeRosa? No, I saw someone, I forget who someone tweeted that you had a conversation with them, but I don't know if that was real. Uh, you'll understand that joke. I'm sure (laughs) by the end of this, Okay, I did not have a conversation. Okay. Um, (laughs) At noon on Fridays, yeah, like these shows start at noon every day. Mm-hmm. So at noon on Friday, uh, Legion of Skanks do their show, and they're looking. They need another ring card girl for like the Ellis Mania fights that they're doing or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, they did sort of like a talent show, and so like one girl went up and said she could queef on command, which sick. Uh, another another great Ari line was. Uh, she could like lay down so she could do it like to get her, I don't know, get the juices flowing properly. <laughs> so there's silence for a minute. And uh, Ari Shafir just goes, uh, let's take a moment to think about all of those we've lost in the Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty good timing. Very funny. But uh, one girl was um, trans. She was male to female, I believe. If I get the pronouns wrong, I'm, I'm sorry. Whatever. But you know what I'm talking about. She had a penis, is the point. <laughs> and I don't know where we got lost in the talent portion of all this, but essentially they started talking to her about trying to get her dick hard. <laughs> and somehow it came up that Joe DeRosa volunteered to be the person to try and get her penis erect. Okay. And... I, I, again, I, it's all a, a little fuzzy, but all I remember is they left to go to the bathroom and they came back and Joe DeRosa was a different man. Oh no. And, uh, they asked, she was not hard when she came back as she promised. And they asked like, did you come? And she goes, I didn't. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> So, oh boy! Joder, I I believe Joe DeRosa was jerked off by a hooker or sucked off by a a, a trans person. I almost said hooker. I, that I didn't mean that. Yeah, yep, not a hooker, definitely. Not. Um, and the 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 part that was more in question is that like he kissed her neck to try and and jerked her off. So a lot was happening with Joe DeRosa. And this now, was this was at noon. Is it noon on Friday? Yeah. So you can't play drug the drug uh, booze card yet. 
I guess no, you we're could. Still, uh, we're still wiping the sand out of our eyes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's essentially morning. I was drinking coffee and this happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. My morning Java <laughs> with Joe taking a uh, trans person to the bathroom and jerking him off. <laughs> um, so I... <laughs> The details of what exactly transpired between them was a little hazy, but I will say I wasn't there for this, but I saw a video from the end of Skankfest. They do uh, the comedy, the goddamn comedy jam to close it out, which is essentially um, karaoke, but they have like a live band and all that type of shit is basically what it is. Yeah. And uh, Joe DeRosa brought the trans woman on stage and sang to her. I've had the time of my life. (laughs) That's very fucking funny. It was it was very funny. That is very funny. Uh, Gillis and Ari referred to it as uh, Joe DeRosa uh, jolting his career back into action. <laughs> he needed it to save it. <laughs> yeah, he needed it apparently. Oh. Now, um, now, did you get a, a a glimpse at this person? Yeah. Uh, is this one of the the tricksters, or is it like an obvious? Um. Uh, th- there's pictures out there. I'll let you decide, I suppose. Right. I'm, I'm going to do some digging while you keep speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, if you, see, see what you can find. I'm sure I'm sure it's out there. It, it, mixed reviews, I've heard. But oh, I, over, oh, overall positive, I think. Uh, now, DeRosa did have a thing with, like, Bailey J. Like, this is not the first time he's mentioned well, ba- leaning towards that world. Bailey J. I would classify as a trickster. Yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm sure they love that definition. <laughs> I, don't, I think they prefer that than me. Go, you look less like a guy. Is that better? Trickster. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So while you look for that, I'll tell some other uh, tales. Um. The 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 pop ins were kind of cool. Like uh, the next show, like just two in the afternoon, Ron White showed up. That was pretty cool. That's awesome. Um. Jamie Kennedy was also there, which was a weird one. Really. And I was going to give him credit. So the show I saw him at, mm-hmm. I was going to give Jamie Cre- Kennedy credit um, because he had some joke about, he opens with like a acknowledging Malibu's most wanted. And uh, then said he wanted all of us to hand in our resumes so he could reference jobs from 20 years ago. <laughs> like it, was, it was funny, whatever. I heard uh, he flamed out on another show. Oh, really? And because at Skankfest, there's some rooms, there's like six rooms going at once. There's some rooms that are packed, like, you know, standing room only, and you, you, you got to nudge your way in there. You can't get in because those are the shows people all want to see at that time. So there's other rooms that are, you know, people filtering in and out, people drugged out, dozing off in there, you know, mm-hmm. there's a large disparity. So when you're in one of those rooms, it's more like, you know, you're at the the comedy store at 2 a.m. in 1978, you know? Yeah. Um. Is uh this person that Joe is with? Is this a what? He only sang one song, right? Um, I don't know. For, I don't know. Ju- judge him. Okay, this person's. A, I would from the camera angle I'm getting right now in this video from where it is, I would classify it as a trickster. Yeah, I've heard most people say uh, positive reviews. Mark Norman was a little like, eh, but everyone else I've heard kind of say like, eh, not bad. That's what, that's exactly what I'm saying. I'm like, that's that's a trickster. It's like the person from the White House that showed their boobs. <laughs> I'm not comfortable with you using that word over and over again. It feels <laughs> sorry, dirty. Sorry. <laughs> a trickster. <laughs> feels like they're doing something nefarious. I mean, kind of. I'm sure in your mind they are. <laughs> yeah. I mean, no. No, definitely. <laughs> definitely not. 
Um, so yeah, like Ron White shows up, uh, Doug Stanhope showed up. Um, I had an interaction with Doug Stanhope that I'll mention in a moment, but, uh, another notable story was, um, some of these shows were live streamed yep. to uh mint comedy or something like that. And, uh, one of them was Tuesdays with stories. And so, uh, Tuesdays it's Joe and Mark come out and they're riffing before they have guests on. And, uh, Joe says, did you see this? article about Matt Reif and uh, I don't think Norman had seen it yet he goes Matt Reif made 25 million dollars this year how much just side note did you know that how much 25 million Jesus yeah well that was the reaction of a lot of comedians it sounded like so Joe Joe List is like uh, they made 25 million dollars this year and Norman goes cameras (laughs) and List is like ah fuck (laughs) And then, so they realize they're being filmed. Right. And Joe List just looks at the camera and goes, well, I think he deserves every penny. <laughs> <laughs> that was very funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I learned throughout the week we are, uh, our Matt Rife take was pretty spot on as far as how comedians feel about him. Seems like he's a nice guy. Seems like he, they, they find him funny enough, whatever. But the, um, uh, what's the the phrase he used? Like ah, fi- finally, or whatever he said to Rogan, where he's like, finally, well, long time coming. That's long, what he said. Long time coming. Yeah, that that attitude is what I think bothers people about him. That's how it seemed, anyways. But yeah, twenty five million people were like, Jesus Christ. I think I think that interview with Rogan was the first time he he felt that attitude because he said it and he immediately changed his tune for the rest of the interview. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, so yeah, I thought he deserves every penny. Was a very funny line by Joe. <laughs> um, yeah. So Doug Stanhope showed up uh, unannounced, which was cool. I, I I guess drank piss. I wasn't there for this part. I've only heard it secondhand. I've heard two glasses worth. Jesus. So I don't know what was going on. I have no idea what led to that story. Sorry, I have to keep drinking water i'm all flimmed up it's from the dry the dry heat that you were uh, experiencing in, in the desert i guess so i was fine on every other show i've done this week it's waited till today um but so i saw me and uh me and the skirt were walking home and uh doug stanhope's just standing on the corner having a cigarette or whatever the fuck he was doing out there probably several and i go uh i go hey Doug Stanhope. And he goes, I make, make some blind joke immediately. <laughs> and then uh, I go, we saw you in uh, Key West. I was just like, just point of reference. I was saying, not like we saw it last time we saw you. And he goes, did you? <laughs> I go, I, I got to tell you, Doug, how disheartening it is that that is a comment I get on Twitter every time, every single time I use the word C. And it's the first thing one of a legendary stand-up <laughs> also uses that hack line. You said that? And he, I did. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, uh, he goes, well, listen, I'm also, I also have a disability. It's called drunkenness and I don't get a special cane for it. <laughs> All right. That's funny. So we had a fun back and forth and yeah. then uh, he comes in for a hug. <laughs> really? He was like, okay. Yeah. As someone that doesn't like handshakes, how did that hit you? I didn't mind it. I didn't. It, it felt uh, actually a hug is better. I'd prefer you hug me because I don't have to look for your hand. I wouldn't you know? say I wouldn't say that too many times. 
Well, yeah. <laughs> Kevin Lewis, stay, stay close. <laughs> Safe distance. Stay away. You in the jacket. Uh, no, yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, Alba is someone that always wants me to take pictures, and I hate, hate them when I left that hug. I was like, where were you on that one? I don't have a picture of that. What the fuck? That is the one that I need. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if Brendan Schaub embraces me, you better have your phone out. And she just looked like, oh, and then she's like, fuck, I forgot to take it. So Brendan Schaub was there, was there on uh, Friday. I heard, I heard his stand up did not go well. I didn't get to see that. Mike. Um, what? After all that, you well, missed it. The fighter and the kid was also uh, Friday night, and uh, it seemed like that was going to be canceled. Brian Callen's uh, uh, flight got delayed or whatever, mm-hmm. but they made it. Schaub was like, he was fine. He didn't embrace it as much as I wanted him to. It seemed like Callen kind of gave him lines to use. Uh, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it seemed like there were kind of stock answers to things. I was hoping for more of a full embracing, either going at the fans or fully embracing it. But he kind of made like self-deprecating jokes about not being funny or whatever. It was, it was a bit of a letdown if I'm being honest. And I, oh, I heard with the, the shawl being there. From what I'm gathering on social media, it, <laughs> uh, it came across like uh, his hand was being held by Lewis apparently. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, there was a little of that where, and even like the next day, I think Lewis was like, hey, Schaub did great, right? You know, kind of like, I think Lewis wanted him to do well. It was a, it was a safe environment for him, which I think was almost to like his detriment. Detriment. Yeah. Cause everyone was like, come on, buddy, you got this. And he didn't, I don't think he fully delivered. So did you walk away sulking in your thick boy baseball jersey? <laughs> I didn't. I didn't have the guts to wear it. <laughs> I was like, no one's going to get, they're going to think I'm a Schaub fan that stumbled in here. <laughs> They'll still hit me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing about that audience is like, they are, uh, they're completely ready to embrace it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think people were saying like, Hey, it's, um, you know, these are the people that shit on you on Reddit. I don't get the sense that that's like a, I'm sure there's certainly some people there, but for the most part, I don't get the sense. It's like that. That's the evil troll community. You know what I mean? Like, I think the same with the, the minifan shows, like the, the drive-in show. And that, mm-hmm. I would say that was the, the real damper on the weekend was the whole like Friday and Saturday. I kept being like, ah, fuck. I wish I was there. It was a great you know? time. Great time. I heard you were uh, quite a star there. No, 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 no. Good, good. <laughs> Stay out of the way. I was. Every time I, I, I do it, uh, every time I see someone related to the show, I kind of try to move away from them. <laughs> so <laughs> just, you know, stay out of just it. Observing. <laughs> yep. Just here having fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So that was, I, I would say that was the damper on But that's what I kept thinking of. It's the, it's the same type of thing. It's like, yeah, the people that are assholes on Twitter, that either they don't mean to be. You know what I mean? Like they think they're in on the joke or something Usually. or that's not who shows up for those events. I don't think. Yeah. It's typical. It's typically uh, like the you, tones being misread on Twitter. or something. I, I think that's what a lot of uh, shit on social media is. It's like, Hey, I think I'm joking with you. Right. And you don't know me. So you're misreading it. You that's, know, that's why if someone's like shits on me or something, I just retweet it. I'm like, it's either funny or they're a dick. I don't know. Either way. It's funny to me. Right. <laughs> Master of social media, Greg yeah. Coney. Yeah. 
Um, like Craig, I hope you choke and die. I'm like, he's funny, right? Retweet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm, I'm misreading this problem. (laughs) Yes. This is clearly a joke. It's all about tone. Um, all right. Try to think of what else I missed before we get to the big, uh, the big show. Um, Saturday. What happened Saturday? This is why notes would help, but I wouldn't be able to read them. So (laughs) that's disappointing about Shab. That's really disappointing. Yeah, I mean, it was it was like fine. It was he didn't do anything wrong. He just didn't uh, steal the show, you know. Right. I didn't. Well, I didn't. I never thought he would steal the show. I thought he would be more like. I thought he could. I thought if he had the right mentality about it, he could be the the Schaub chance would be going throughout the weekend. Oh yeah, if he went on stage and just had like Zach Amico or other people write roast jokes for him to just roast everyone that yeah. was there or something, that would have been pretty good. Yeah, but you know, um, I'm trying to think of some notes from Saturday, but maybe they'll come to me as I talk. Mm-hmm. Because on Sunday, uh, again, the day started with uh, Legion of Skanks. And this time, so uh, we met up with another couple, friends of mine. And uh, they, I know not to do uh, any sort of drugs that early in the day. I'm not a drug guy in general, but like weed I'll dabble in. But mm-hmm. I know that if I take an edible or something at two in the afternoon, my day is cooked. Uh, the lady, Miss Alba, does not necessarily know that about herself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, my friend offered her an edible. You know, Alba likes to seem cool. So she's like, absolutely. Now, as soon as the edible kicks in, uh, the Legion of Skanks introduce Roseanne Barr <laughs> And Violent J from the Insane Clown Posse. She took an edible? <laughs> yeah. That's a combo. She was like, what's happening? That's a combo. <laughs> it really is. So Roseanne, and we made fun of her podcast. I don't know how aware she is of how she comes. Because she might be brilliant. <laughs> I mean, we talked about it. We did a whole uh, Why are You Laughing episode about her. Oh. Remind me of the why you laughing. Remind me of why you laughing when I'm done with all the skankfest shit. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, we talked about Roseanne and she's definitely like uh, incredibly influential comic and sitcom star and all that. But it seems like she's lost it. Yeah. But she's a, she laughs at herself pretty well. I feel like completely deranged people, the way she comes off, aren't able to laugh at themselves the way she is. So I do wonder like how in on it she is, but legitimately she'll go off on a rant about like the vaccine and she'll do these like monologues and then Violent J just starts beatboxing in the background. (laughs) (laughs) That's like the funniest thing. So imagine, I was just on on an edible. There are people there on like acid and shrooms and shit. Imagine that happening. (laughs) A man in full clown makeup. <laughs> they're, they're just tripping so hard they think it's Big J Okerson. <laughs> it was. It, it, it's impossible to describe. I think you can watch it somewhere. I think it's like an exclusive episode of theirs or something. If it's, it's weird. I don't really know how to promote it, but like it's shit like that that you kind of go there for, where it's like, oh yeah, maybe Roseanne and the Insane Clown Posse will be on a show together. You know, <laughs> that's. <laughs> I would have never guessed that combo. Ever in a million years. Well, so like Roseanne will make some long winded point and she'll go on this, you know, diatribe about 
the vaccine or Biden or rigging the election. And then Violent J will just chime in and go, Roseanne, you don't understand. We don't have anything if we don't have the truth. <laughs> just like, what the fuck are we watching? Uh, Nicole in the chat says, poor Alba, that sounds terrifying. <laughs> I was like, no, what you? What do you do? <laughs> I would that would be like the last place I'd want to be high ever, I think. Yeah, I couldn't I couldn't I'd be so paranoid. Yeah. And then <laughs> like seeing coming after me. Yeah, and then seeing taking that, my you know, guns. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever Roseanne is preaching about. Uh, oh, that was uh that was one of the best parts of the uh the KMS show was Steve chucking his gun on the table. <laughs> did you, did you <laughs> A real man's man. It was very funny. <laughs> um so the real tease from Sunday night. I think we should just play this clip and then I'll explain more uh, what it's about. Because this is the thing people have been texting me about to see if I was at this show. And I was, which was very exciting. Um, but we'll, we have uh, Shane Gillis, Mark Norman, and Ari Shafir on Man Jane's Secret Podcast kind of recapping the weekend. And they talked about the show that ended Skankfest. And it was epic. It was great, right? Unreal. I mean, it got it got too real. It got too like, real. Tony moments. goes hard. You know, DeRosa will be like, oh, Bert Kreischer, I know his kids' names. And Tony's like, he owes me money. <laughs> it was wild. Yeah, there were a few moments that got for real serious. Yeah. We kept on the up and up. The Bill Burr stuff, I was like, I was oh, like, cut no. the mic. This is too much. Whoa. This is a strict no phones policy up. Yeah, uh, I mean, show. they're talking about it. Yeah, stuff. Said, Are you six sure? Six extra staff members in there. And I, every like 20 minutes, like, guys, again, no fucking phones. You see anybody, you got to tell them. I filmed half of it. <laughs> <laughs> so let me explain. Uh, Ari Shafir and Joe DeRosa did a secret show that closed out the festival before uh, the goddamn comedy. It was the last, like, comedy show of the night. And uh, they teased earlier in the weekend that they wanted to do this, but no one knew that they were gonna were going to. On the schedule, it just says secret show. No one knew what it was. Uh, I was lucky enough. I throw the cane around. I get front row. You know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so what they did was a show, you know, no phones, security's tight. This is hey, just between you and me here. And it's Joe DeRosa and Ari Shafir standing on stage. We raise our hands and name a comedian and they will do their best to shit on them genuinely, not just like, Oh, this guy sucks or whatever, like a genuine, what you would get if you were at the comedy seller table type of shitting on. Mm -hmm. And they delivered. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you were like, Holy shit. Now here's where I was torn is like, I was like, Hey, I could probably get a few extra views on this video. If I say exactly what they said about everyone. Yeah. But they were specifically like, you know, be cool about this. I think Ari, when he, <laughs> when everyone was like uh, about to leave, when they were about to end the show, Ari goes, when people ask you about this, say, you know what I got to say? They went pretty mild. It was actually tame. <laughs> what? They were actually too nice to people. You don't have to they say, not. you don't have to say specifics, but like how bad was the Bill Burr stuff? Uh, it was disheartening. All right. I, I can't wait for the show to end. <laughs> like, legitimately. I need to know. I was like, I don't know if I'm a fan of this guy anymore. Really? <laughs> yeah. Really? <laughs> it was up. It was. It was upsetting. It was disappointing. I can't wait for the show to end. <laughs> it was, so here's what I have decided: is uh, 
at any gearhead meetups that we have in the future, mm-hmm. which I was thinking maybe we could end the show by scheduling the next one. Okay. Um, but uh, any gearhead meetups, just come up to me, ask about a name, and I'll tell you. <laughs> Ooh, interesting. Yeah, how's that? Because, like, I'd, I'd like to talk about it on the show, but I also don't want to be the guy that ruins it. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. I'm going to do like, this. Like people have been pretty good. When people started texting me and saying, like, uh, hey, what's the deal with Bill Burr? I was like, oh, some asshole put it on Reddit. And that feeling of, oh, some asshole put it on Reddit made me think, I don't want to be the asshole that says everything on my phone. Oh, no. Podcast. You're making the correct choice by not doing yeah. it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you in private. <laughs> I'm very but much. Yeah, Bill Burr took a beating. Who got the um, worst, would you say? I would say Burr and I would say anyone that Tony had to take on. So it was DeRosa and Ari, but then uh, throughout the night, Bobby Kelly and Tony Hitchcliffe came up mm-hmm. and Tony, we're going to talk about Tony with like Ric Flair and all that stuff. I was a little down on Tony Hinchcliffe. He redeemed himself in this. <laughs> he was the perfect guy. I mean, you want to talk bitter. He has some, he has some anger in there. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. He, he has some real bitterness. Um, so I won't say who anyone specifically shit on, but like, yeah, Burr probably got it the worst. I'll say Rosebud Baker took a beating, which I, I was surprised by. I don't even know who the hell that is. Um, Rosebud Baker. Yeah, she's uh she's a writer for SNL now. Um Oh, I've seen that name. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. Um I'm trying to think of who else got bad, but even like they said on that uh on Shane's podcast, like they had to do every name, so like they shit on Norm. Like someone said Norm McDonald and they were like, "Ah, he's overrated." Like some were kind of mild cuz you knew they respected the guy. That hurts to hear. Well, but they did deliver in shitting on him. You know what I mean? Like they stuck to what the show was. Right. Um I'll say uh, Rogan in a green room is exactly what you would think. Annoying. <laughs> it's not too dissimilar from the podcast. Chimpanzees, man. Yeah. 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 Uh, but yeah. Yeah. At a, at a gearhead meetup, let me uh, say the word and uh, we'll, have, we'll have some good gossip for you. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. <laughs> I like that. Definitely. So yeah, that was, I think I touched on the most fun points of the weekend. I've, I'm missing something from Saturday of note, but I can't remember specifically, unfortunately. Um, uh, yeah, no, I don't. I was trying to think of what I saw online, but I think the biggest things were that show and um, Brendan Schaub's treatment was the thing I saw the most. Yeah, it was. I got to say, it was under, Brendan Schaub was underwhelming. That was kind of like an afterthought of the weekend. So are we still team Schaub or are you retiring? Oh, I don't know if he has it in him. Uh oh, I don't know if he has it in him to do what I want him to do. For, you know what? I'll I'll say this: I'm Team Shaw because the people on uh, Fighter and the Kid Reddit mm-hmm. hate him so much. You have to have his back. You have to combat that somehow. Like that—that's that's way too. The shit they do is like he's he's not a monster, right? <laughs> seems like a fine guy, right? Uh, so yeah. Let's see. I got some super chats we can get to real quick. Oh, all right. Let's do that. Uh, Drew P balls, 10 bucks. Uh, thank you for reminding me of the time change for the show. Did we know? You got it, Drew. Huh? Anything for one of the Hever de Grace five. That's right. Dominic, two bucks. Blind Mike was at a super spreader event. <laughs> Probably so. Probably. Yeah. Although, oh, so Gillis didn't, Gillis wasn't at Skankfest because uh, he lost his voice. He had COVID or something. He wasn't there? No. Oh, shit. Oh, he would have been great on that secret show. 
Oh my God. <laughs> he would have been great. I think Norman. So I guess Norman was there, but he didn't go on stage. I think he would have been great also. Yeah. They're too. Ari is a different animal, but the, the it's, I wouldn't have thought Tony would be as good as he was. I thought, uh, well, Lewis would have been great. To, and Tim Dillon would have been great to have on Tim that Dillon would have been good, but actually Tony's perfect because he's like in Rogan's group of friends. And if he's going to go up there and actually unleash what he's seen or heard or anything, He's going to know we'll the, say the one Rogan. Uh, Tony had nothing to say. Surprisingly, it was weird. <laughs> Almost like he's funding him. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, Tony, there's a lot of bitterness there. He was perfect for it. Uh, Dominic, five bucks. Uh, he went up three dollars in his next super chat. Do you appreciate me, Mike? <laughs> well, very much. Uh, and, uh, hey, you know what? I appreciate you a lot, guys. And if I don't say it enough, the super chats <laughs> are unnecessary, but I do appreciate them. You guys are digging into your pockets. This so I appreciate much. that. I hate this. Uh, Drew Peanuts, five bucks. Uh, Mike, you were. So those are different guys, huh? Yep. Yep. Wow. Uh, Mike, you're great at comedy and I love yours. However, you see a man in a dress and you get all serious and care about pronouns. Come on. I was kidding. I think it was more me calling it a trickster, guys. <laughs> yeah, relax. <laughs> fucking around. <laughs> yeah, they're freaks. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> there used to be a whole section at a, uh, like a carnival dedicated to that. that. Yeah, they're mutants. You know? All right, is that what you want me to say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, um, All right. Was that it? That was it. Caught up. Um, oh, so I, the why are you laughing thing that reminded me. I listened to uh, that that top fifty, the KMS top fifty show. Mm-hmm. And uh, they have their argument, you know, each said their piece, me versus Steve, two versus three. And uh, I don't have a dog in the fight either way. I'm fine if I'm third or second. I'd like to be second. Understand if I'm third. (laughs) Andrew Augustus, in an attempt to put me second, this was his his championing of me. Mm -hmm. You know, Andy Mayo gives a good pitch for me. And Andrew Augustus says... Yeah, you know, you really got to say why you laughing has added a lot to KMS over the years. Oh, no, I'm I have not listened to the top. He's being serious. I believe you. (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't like him shitting on why he was like, yeah, the content that why you laughing has provided for Kirk. (laughs) It's like, what are you talking about? Here's what it's provided is Kirk says, uh, what's going on on uh, blindmike.net this week? And I say, uh. We got an episode of Why You Laughing. More or less. Quin- <laughs> that's that's the content it's provided. <laughs> Quincy is uh, Kirk's favorite thing to talk about, it seems like, in that plug. <laughs> Always Quincy has provided more than <laughs> Why You Laughing. Yeah. If Sam, you want to talk the about Sam that. Fujiyama call was funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed that. I didn't even understand what his point was. <laughs> didn't have one. Yeah. But that does remind me to let you guys know to uh, go to bondbank.net if you wouldn't mind. That is where you can find why you laughing and all the content that it provi- provides for every other show. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Dice Clay episode is up this week. Norm McDonald's me doing stand up will be up on Thursday uh, or it's already up on Patreon. If you subscribe to the Patreon or you're a YouTube member um, to be a YouTube member, you do have to subscribe on YouTube. I know that's confusing for people. Uh, or you can just subscribe on Patreon, whichever. We appreciate both very much. And when I say appreciate, I mean we appreciate. As much as I appreciate Craig, I appreciate all of you. All right? 
Um, so, so go to blindmike.net. That's where you find all the free links for this show, as well as who are these socials and why are you laughing. If you'd rather support the show for free, we appreciate that too. And uh, if you want those bonus episodes and early episodes, join the uh, Patreon. All right. Uh, Hackrad says, turn on gifted memberships. We're doing that now. I think that already began last show, I believe. I do believe. Yeah. All right. Very good. Oh, Hackride still likes the show. That's good. <laughs> yeah, he's in there. He's he's having a he's having a tough time. I appreciate that. Well, thoughts and prayers are with Hackride. Did I hope you, he's doing okay. Did you uh get through the Hackride and Craig Blind Mike project episode? <laughs> yeah, and I was happy to <laughs> upload it. Because <laughs> I gotta be honest, it came out exactly like I wanted it to. <laughs> <laughs> sure. And I'll tell you, you know, what's funny about everything that's happened with Hack Ride is like, he delayed that coming out free. <laughs> Did he? It was going to be up yesterday. Oh, I had and then I was like, I guess I have to talk about this. So I'll put it out on Sunday. Okay. <laughs> it- so the show that you and Hack Ride did. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll get into it now. Yep. Timestamp this correctly. Yep. Because I'm sure some people want to skip through it. But yep. Um, so a couple weeks ago, I said to you and Hackride, Hey, if you want, <laughs> I thought I made this clear. Maybe I didn't. Yeah. Hey, you, well, you tell me, Craig, yes. did I make it seem like something you had to do? No. Okay. I said, if you guys want the, the, the world is your oyster, mm-hmm. do a show together, whatever the fuck you want it to be. And I'll put it on Patreon. I think we both, uh, you definitely made it seem like it wasn't something we had to, but I think we both wanted to just because that makes the most what? sense. What? <laughs> you wanted to? Yeah. I thought I made you. Oh, no. <laughs> oh. I don't think I know the full extent of conversation. Well, that's crazy to me because I thought I made you guys do it. <laughs> I thought you were doing me a favor, which I appreciate very much. I appreciate the favor. Yes. Um, so I said, if you guys want to do a show, you can. Now, it's also, it is also recorded on the last show that we did that you said, if you want, <laughs> I'm almost positive. Well, you know, some of my, the mind games that I play, maybe I, maybe I felt like, you know, I subliminally forced you into it Cerebral. by me saying, yeah. if you want to, that's me saying I'm making you do it. Perhaps right. that's what happened. <laughs> that makes more sense. Yes. So yeah, I, I, I thought, it, I thought it'd be nice. And here's my logic mm-hmm. is you guys do a lot for the show, which I appreciate. <laughs> and I'm not joking about that. That's serious. And I said, if you want to do a show, like promote your own shit, feel free. I thought that was nice of me, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. I thought it was fine. I didn't really think anything of it, to be honest. I just yeah. thought it was something I was doing that you could take me up on or not do. That's what I thought. <laughs> <laughs> and uh it sounds like so would you care to explain to the people what the show actually was so if you've seen tim and eric awesome show which is up on it's this is up on patreon now by the way i know yes. listen i know only assholes subscribe to my patreon so to you people you don't have eyeballs worthy of uh showing something to <laughs> Hackright says this is like watching your ex-girlfriend tell you everyone, telling everyone why you're a piece of shit. <laughs> That's very funny. <laughs> um, oh, no. I appreciate everyone. <laughs> but we had uh, um, 
David Liebhart from Tim and Eric Awesome Show. He's the really terrible ventriloquist that's on there. And um, he's like a Navy veteran and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. He, <laughs> he was going to come on. We were going to have him do the show like we're doing right now. Um, mm-hmm. But Hackride met him on some boardwalk near where he lives. So he ended up having him come, <laughs> he ended up having him come to his house. Okay. So David Liebhart's in Hackride's kitchen for this interview. <laughs> and, oh, was he? Yeah. I, I listened to the audio version. Yeah. So no, I said, I know it doesn't matter for you, but I, even when I posted the audio, I said, I can't stress enough how important video is for this episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so this guy, he's tapped, so fucking tapped. He's the worst ventriloquist of all time. And uh, me and Hackride are trying to coordinate times. And uh, he goes, yeah, he just texted me that he's in the Uber. He's already asking me to make him a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds funny to me. And what I knew would happen, yeah. I guess I'm an asshole for this. What I knew would happen is people on the Patreon would find it weird and interesting. Yes. Now, according to the comments that all say, hey, this is really weird and interesting. Maybe I was wrong. But all the comments were exactly what I wanted. Someone commented and summarized. Me too, Craig, as a matter of fact. <laughs> it's weird how that worked out like that. The, the, uh, there's one comment. I forget who made it, but they said this episode is like having sleep paralysis. I went perfect. <laughs> yeah. And most of it was like. The, the, I don't know what this is, but I can't look away. That sort of thing. Exactly. Some of it was like, exactly. Some of it was like, ah, I tapped out after five minutes. I, I don't get it. Yeah. That, I think that's also fine. I don't have a problem with that. We started getting him defending Bill Cosby and then talking about wanting to do stuff similar <laughs> yeah. to him to some other people. It was really fucking weird. The people that that were gonna like it liked it, and I think the Patreon is a good test for that because I think overall people on the Patreon are incredibly supportive. Right. We have very few negative comments, and when we do get them, they're probably deserved. But, like, the people on Patreon, that's the supportive group. I think those are the people you show something weird like that to, mm-hmm. to be like, hey, guys, what do you think? Something we should release for free, maybe? Yeah. And when you get enough positive feedback, you say, yeah, let the rest of the world see this. <laughs> that's kind of how I looked at it. Maybe yeah. I'm a dickhead. For <laughs> but, yeah, it was it was great. And then... um we had to heavily edit it because if you do watch, he doesn't shut up. He does not stop talking. Okay. So like, we would have to mute him and then we were talking over him and we were getting him to uh, uh, sing some of his songs that were all terrible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he so called him, he called him Heidecker a racist, which was interesting. Really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. So, you know, to, to get this, another thing I thought it would be good to put on the Patreon is we're talking about it now. We're promoting it to people. Maybe a few more people support the Patreon, and it seems like everyone's very annoyed that they do free work. So hopefully if I grow this thing big enough, I can pay people. That would also be nice. That would be incentive to drive people to the Patreon, I would think. Right. <laughs> so I said, uh, I, I originally thought I'll leave this on Patreon and maybe down the road sometime we release it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Hackride reached out to me and said, Hey, is, I put a lot of work in this. Is there any chance we could put it on YouTube later? I said, absolutely. That's where I thought this all ended. <laughs> <laughs> then throughout the, throughout the week, he messages me a couple more times and says, um, Hey, so this is going to be on YouTube. Right. And I said, 
well, Patreon first, but then definitely I'll put it on YouTube later. And then he'll message me again, almost as if I didn't speak to him already. <laughs> and say like, so, so when's this come out on YouTube? And I would say like, ah, either Friday or Sunday, but again, it's going to be on Patreon first. Which is how I felt four warnings was enough. Every that show it was going to be on Patreon first. Every show is Patreon first. Except for these. That's the other thing. Every show I put out, except for that we're live on YouTube right now. Mm-hmm. But like every Why You Laughing is Patreon first. Oh, that's that's kind of the, the, the business model. Right. If you want it early, you can go to the Patreon. Right. That's how I try to make a few dollars. Hack ride, Hopefully hack ride. I can have a staff someday. Hackride is a, a, a genius evil artist. That's why you have to have his brain the way it is, because if it wasn't, we wouldn't get the, the, the shit he gives us. <laughs> well, I... I agree. And this is the thing. I like Hackride. He gets into these arguments with me. I like him and support him and everything he asks me. I I'm happy to do. <laughs> That's why I don't know why I'm the bad guy in this situation. Yeah, there was a, I was talking to him on the phone and I didn't fully understand what was happening, but I'm like, everything's fine. <laughs> I have no problem. I've never had an issue with the guy. He, when he gives me attitude, I reciprocate. When he <laughs> talks to me like I'm an asshole, I have no choice but to reciprocate just to preserve some semblance of masculinity. You guys fighting is always funny, though. <laughs> well, that's the other thing. He's like, part of me knows that, which is why I never get that mad. But right. this did annoy me. Right. Because I was, I'm also on vacation. I have to deal with this while I'm away. I'm trying to enjoy my vacation. Mm-hmm. And I get a message on Sunday. Like the minute it drops on Patreon, just berating me, saying how like, for like, well, I won't get too specific, I guess, but like, kind of shitting on the Patreon. I thought I, that is how I took it, mm-hmm. which is offensive to me personally. Like that's my thing. So you're kind of saying like the Patreon isn't good enough for me, which I was insulted by, and then talking about the amount of work he put into it that I wasn't respecting like all this free work. And he was kind of, he kind of said he was like doing me a favor. <laughs> and I was like, again, hack ride, like all this shit. I appreciate all this shit. If it's ever a point where you, you can't do it, even the, I don't, I don't even mean this interview. I mean like the clips. If you ever say, Hey, like this week I can't do the clips or I can't get to the thumbnails or whatever. Have I ever been like, fuck you. Have I ever pretended this is your job or your obligation? I don't, have I done that with you, Craig, ever? No. Uh, Hackwright says, honestly, I was just mad that you were only a few hours away, but didn't want to come see me. How dare you? <laughs> see, that's where he always wins me back. His, <laughs> his charm. Watching him, I got to... He knows how to butter me up. I got I to gotta be honest, watching him work... Um, yeah. Uh, like, behind the scenes, he is an evil genius. <laughs> I think he's a very talented guy. Why would I? Why would I deal with all of this? So I didn't think he added a lot to the show. No, I know. But the funniest part of that show that we did is um, that guy. He was going through some weird um, split personality moment where he couldn't get out of pretending to be some like old English lady. So, so hack right. You see him just take a deep breath. He gets up and he walks into his kitchen and he's in the other screen now. And he's like. <laughs> David, and he gets him to stop talking, and then he turns around and walks. And Susie comes off his screen. I go, "Can you tell me some more about this old English lady?" And the guy starts babbling again. As <laughs> he's getting so fucking mad, so I probably didn't help either. <laughs> well, that's the thing is, I like like 
I like that shit. And even the stuff I don't get, like I like, <laughs> I, I understand people like it. So I like putting it out, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, so I'm getting this message, like just calling me an asshole, <laughs> putting it on Patreon. And I was like, hack ride. It's coming out on YouTube later. Like he's telling me how disrespectful I'm being and everything. And I was like, it's going to be on YouTube. What is the, what is the issue? Oh yeah. That was the name. Thank you. Box eating dead. The guy thought his name, his other alter ego is jolly old English was the name. He's like a jolly old English and he just wouldn't shut up. Yes. I heard that. <laughs> Do we, so, Oh no, I think, screaming. I think we're, I had to, I, I didn't even really want it. To, I think I said to you before the show, I might not even talk about it because mm-hmm. I think hack rides going through a tough, a tough time. Everyone, uh, be nice to hack ride for God's sake. Tell him how much you love him. Tell him how great his work is. And that I'm being, I was being facetious earlier, but that I'm being serious about everyone. If you like hack ride, let him know. Um, cause I think he's had a, a tough week sort of, which is why he lashed out at me. Yeah. Spread the love to um, hack. Ride. But I was just like, what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> he's going through it. I saw, I saw the kitty. And then I also didn't get, this is why I was a little annoyed. Is like, he, he's an apology on uh, puzzle box. Go watch puzzle box. Cause I'm a, Here's Charlie Brown kicking the football. Again. <laughs> um, I'm puzzled, but he sent me, uh, like, he apologized to me, but the whole time I thought he was, like, insulting me. He kept saying, like, oh, Mike Swole, which I assume is, like, a sh- like he's calling me fat, right? Swole means strong buff. I understand that, but I, I don't think he was being serious. I don't think he was complimenting my body. I have not heard it yet. It is. I just downloaded it this morning, actually. I, I I I don't know. I, I didn't know how to take it, but this is the thing. Is like I like Hack Ride. I have to go out of my way to like this man <laughs> to, because he doesn't want me to like him for some reason. Yet I still do. He says, "Watch Puzzle Box for a ten minute apology to Blind Mike." <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Uh, so I think we're back to being good, and that will be out tomorrow. Now, all uh, this, what this did was delay the premiere of um, what's the gentleman's name? David Liebhart. David Liebhart. Yes. The interview with uh, David, David Liebhart. Um, that'll be out tomorrow in the regular blind Mike project time. That'll be out at 10, which I hope that's good enough. Yes. Yes. And it's on, okay. it'll be on uh, YouTube and I guess, Patreon. I can make it free wherever you feel like going, go watch it on the Patreon. Yeah, he, kept, he kept saying, well, Craig said it'll be on YouTube and Patreon, which I took to mean YouTube members and Patreon. Correct. Which I don't, I might not have explained that part to him. Well, okay. But why would we put it on Patreon if it was out for free? Would be my question. That's a good question. You know what I mean? But yes, we'll po- this is posted on Patreon right now, right? This is posted on Patreon. Yep. But it's not a Patreon episode. No, it's not. It's can, just because there was one. Watch it. <laughs> there was one time I didn't post the link to a free show on Patreon, right. and everyone uh, crushed me for it. So, as they should. Yes. As they should. As they should. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I thought everyone on Patreon was very supportive of it and seemed to like it. So hopefully, you guys. Hey, you know what? You know where everyone's always very supportive is YouTube. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the YouTube comment section. It always they always get what you're going for. So hopefully tomorrow uh, it gets rave reviews the way it did on Patreon. Right, right. <laughs> it was, I'm curious. I'm actually stunned. I was stunned by the reaction being exactly what we were going for. Yeah. <laughs> like never yeah, happens. <laughs> I think that's what happens on Patreon a lot though. Yeah, that's true. The support of people. That's true. If you're going to get it anywhere. 
Yeah. On YouTube, what you get a lot is like, it's people that clearly don't watch the show and saw what the title was or something. And they're like, look at this guy pretending he's not jealous of Matt Ryan. <laughs> I'm like, I explained it. <laughs> I, am, I am jealous. <laughs> that was the whole thing. Deep down. <laughs> All right. So everything's good, right? Now, am I, am I going to sign off this show and be, have another threatening message send that to me? I mean, probably, but that would be normally anyways. <sighs> I, feel like we're, I feel like we've gotten to a good place finally, but uh, who knows? Hack ride's the best. <laughs> Is he though? Yeah. He's a fucking a delightful psychopath. <sighs> yeah. Well that's that that's the thing is like when I when I spoke to the real guy, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he's a regular dude. Maybe now may maybe now that I know the man, he'll be gentler. Dude, I still read his texts in hack ride voice in my you head. Have to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You have to. Uh all right, moving on and getting to a man who's definitely uh, not a character at all and definitely understood the role that he played throughout his career would be Ric Flair. Oh, my Jesus God. Christ. Oh this my guy's God. lost. It's it's a so, tough it's a tough day to be a wrestling fan. Listen, this is uh, it only has one point four million views on YouTube. So we're the first to get to it. Probably. I'm sure. Does it really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. People uh, enjoyed this episode of Kill Tony, but it was the talk of the festival. It was the talk of Skankfest. There were a lot of woos going on that I can't do with my voice right now. Woo! There you go. There were a lot of those throughout the weekend. Because I, I think we kind of predicted this. Remember, we talked about uh, the Tony and Lewis beef a couple weeks ago. Yep. Oh, that's it. Here's another thing I got to mention from forgot to mention from Skankfest. The rattlesnake approached me. Did he? Went out of his way. Came up to me. Today, Blind Mike, I've seen you've been covering me on YouTube. Oh. And then just said, like, like thanks for coming, blah, 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 and walked away. And then when he left, I was like, did you notice he said he saw it? <laughs> he didn't say he enjoyed it. I was just going to say, wait a minute, this could be bad. This could be a trap. <laughs> no, but he seemed to, it was, it was cool of him to uh, approach me. It made me, uh, you know, look like the... Cock of the walk there for a moment. I get hi, flex. Hi, regular guy. blind Mike. I, I met a gay blind Mike as well. Did you get a picture? That's a picture that should be in existence. No, he seemed a little put off by me. You stole his name five years before you existed. I, what? <laughs> That's probably what he thinks. Yeah, no, he seemed like a little dismissive of me. He didn't care for me. <laughs> I've been around since 2014, bud. Or whatever it was. Yeah, the hell. I've had this name for eight years. More than that, probably. 2015, I think. Was it? Oh. It was when I started a bar stool. Gotcha. Anyways. Uh, yeah, so this episode of Kill Tony is pretty wild. Now, I found out, Shane said this on Man Shane's Secret Podcast, the context for this was edited out. So Ric Flair said something about Asian pussy mm-hmm. that Shane and Mark reference a lot and the only way those jokes are funny is if you heard Ric Flair go on this diatribe about Asian pussy that got edited out for some reason I don't know if Flair's people asked for it or what happened but that got taken out so just so you know if there's an Asian pussy reference that's what it's about (laughs) Um, it seems like Tony treats Rick with kid gloves too 
Oh, completely. Tony's a guy that admired Ric Flair. I think he just liked the idea of having Ric Flair on a show. A thousand percent. And did whatever he could to keep him on. That was definitely a fanboy type of moment where he was more for Ric Flair than for the comedy that was happening. That's I think he would admit that probably. One thousand percent, yeah. Um, All right, so where are we starting here? There's a gentleman named Daniel. Uh, by the way, if you don't know the premise of Kill Tony, open micers get one minute to... Uh, do their jokes and then the celebrity comedians judge them for it. So that's what uh, we're seeing the end of that here. Yes. Um, and someone, if for the audio listeners, someone's not really paying attention, I'll say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Daniel, what would we have to do to convince you to stop doing stand up comedy here tonight? How do we turn this into a retirement party for you? Because this is it's this is real no. retirement. They don't like some people. Can I say by the way, like from Zach Amico, that's kind of like a G-rated joke. Oh yeah, that's that's a nothing. Like that's just a, a that's just a standard wrestling joke. Ric Flair had a match last year. <laughs> right. That's the joke. <laughs> yeah. So that's that seems perfectly fine. My point is. I didn't hear anything where they were going crazy hard on Ric Flair to this point. No. They don't. They don't. <laughs> Ric Flair's asleep. Did he fall asleep? <laughs> oh, sorry. I don't know. No, he's sorry, on his know. phone. <laughs> he's on his phone. Okay. He's, <laughs> he's like fun <laughs> Joe Biden. He's, he's on his phone is a very good joke. He's scrolling. It's literally... He's scrolling the Breitbart app. <laughs> and teasers these days on their phone, am I right, guys? Shut up, Daniel. You're not, you're not part of this thing. Uh, <laughs> Tony, Tony giving his frustration to the open micers that he wanted to give to Ric Flair, I think. Ah, oh, man. I think he was more... See, the way I took it was he's more pissed off at the comics for trashing his hero. Well, here's the thing, and here's why you can't... I, I don't understand Tony's mentality about all of this. Because even with having Lewis and Zach like, in the back, when you have Ari, Norman, and Shane on, it's like, you're kind of asking for this debacle. You're asking for chaos to ensue. Because mm. already, Ari, Shane, and Norman are hammered. Yeah. Like, they got done with Protect Our Parks early that day, I believe. Oh, yeah. And you can tell Ari's shit-faced. Yep. Uh, so like you're asking for chaos, which is why I don't, Tony seems annoyed by this, but also created it. So I don't know. Uh, real quick, uh, super chat from cameo blind Mike. It's always on when I'm working two bucks. And then he says for another two bucks, JK, it's a bit now. <laughs> Listen, DM me and give me your thorough reasons for why I'm a piece of shit. And, and I'll take, I'll just take it. Let us know what your schedule is and we'll, we'll go according to that. Um, and I really will. That's here's where I'm an asshole. Yeah. I'll just do it. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you yeah. need, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, not Ben. Two bucks. Keto Craig looking like Al Roker. <laughs> the Ozempic is. It's not Ozempic. Working to a T. Is it my my? Wouldn't my balls be like burning off or something right now? Is that the new thing with Ozempic? I don't know what happens. There's some sort of side oh, effect that's like huge now, apparently. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's it for now. Um, some of these clips, by the way, are very long, so we'll yes. we'll interrupt them when necessary. But just uh, 
and know that I didn't want to cut out any of the context. Yeah, no, it is worth it. Uh, and don't worry. Boy, do we have a treat for the next segment. <laughs> and I think the next segment, I almost feel bad finishing with that. I, I, that's what I'm most excited for in this day. Me too. But Me too. We'll I've been waiting. There. But uh, this one is no having fun. Yeah, you're not allowed. <laughs> this is a very weird stance. I, Ric Flair clearly didn't know what this show was, but you are at a comedy club. You have to know on some level what you're getting into. About all your heroes you diminishing you, though, you know? I mean, uh, kind of hot. I'm though, getting bro. off on this. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Thank you. No, you're, 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 you're not really you're incredible. Thank you. He's up. Hey. No, no. no. Hey, guys, guys. Woo! I didn't even mean guys. to say woo that first time. Guys, I'm just inspired. Shut up, Whoa. Daniel. Whoa. I want people to understand something. I'm here having fun, but as long as it's fun, it's fun. When it becomes... Well said. Um, <laughs> something that I'm not comfortable with and saying something bad, I don't do that. And the minute it goes that way, I'm out of here. Like oh, sideways Asian no, no. pussy. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> that was fun. It's that crazy fun. that Tony deleted that because no one knows what the fuck no that shit. means. I'm curious how bad it was that he like what he said. <laughs> I don't know. That, I will say a couple things though. It's cool. So this guy Daniel, this is kind of the coolest thing you could ask for. If you bomb on Kill Tony, at least you're part of like a historic like. People will talk about this episode for a lot longer than just, you know, when Patrick Michael was on and bombed or something. Right. Exactly. And the other thing is, like, it is, it's, you never really see this in wrestling, a guy who's clearly lost it and, you know, doesn't know where he is or anything. It's rare to see that. So it's sad that this was on display for everyone. I've never seen it. I've watched wrestling since the late 90s. You're a wrestling guy, right? Yeah, I am a wrestling guy. Wasn't Ric Flair, like, great on the mic? Wasn't that his thing? Ric Flair is on the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. <laughs> he, I'm saying specifically on the mic. If you're going specific mic, he's the top yeah. two or three. <laughs> okay. As a non-wrestling fan, I'm only gathering from this. It doesn't seem like it. <laughs> no, no, this is bad first look. You guys want to know what wrestling is? <laughs> look at this. <laughs> Here's Ric Flair and Kill Tony. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah. That was my just to be humorous. But I will never, ever embarrass anybody or humiliate anybody. And did that happen? In this- and uh, he used to go into the middle of the ring, look out into the crowd, point at someone and go, shut up, fat boy. <laughs> I feel uh, I, I, I'm glad there's not a drop of me saying that exactly from Madawaska where uh, I'll never humiliate anybody. <laughs> I'll never, never, never embarrass. Come yourself, Rick. Jesus Christ. Joe, I'm out of here. You're not going to do that. We're going to no, do that no, for no. you. You're the good no, cop. No, no, because Daniel's no. Daniel just embarrassed himself. I'm not, I, I'm not the good cop. I respect these people. Do you guys get it? <laughs> you shouldn't. You have paid <laughs> my... You have paid... You have made me who I am today. I'm not Thank here you. to fuck anybody up. I laugh. The minute one, someone says something disrespectful to me or to you, I'm out of here. 
We're not going to be disrespectful to you. We will make fun of these people. No, no, that no, I'm <laughs> no we, we make fun of them. Best to not disrespect his idol. <laughs> uh, Rick, I but also not complete. Cause you know, if Tony goes too far in Ric Flair's direction, yeah. he just loses everyone in the audience. People are going to be like, what the fuck? And the comics are going to beat the shit out of him. <laughs> Why are you what simping do you mean? We're not so going to be mean to these people. <laughs> Uh, uh, Rick, I'm going to actually do the complete opposite of what you're saying right now. Sorry. <laughs> you got this clip and I'll say one more thing. You're so nice. Look Is it the drugs me. or the booze? Yeah. Why can't you, why can't <laughs> you accept the word you're so nice people? Yeah. You know what? It's not. Do you know how many people are bullied and hurt by comments? <laughs> No, you get it's it? Bad. It's like a... Social media has made the world crazy. <laughs> what the I shot my Maybe back. I should have said... Norman just goes, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> they can't believe what they're hearing. I can't believe what I'm hearing. Ric Flair is like the meanest guy ever. I, I, I may be a, a high-flying, jet-ski-riding, wheeling-dealing son of a bitch... But I'd like to spread that wealth a little bit. Kiss you know? stealing, wheeling, dealing, son of a gun. He was the best. I'm a socialist. Woo! Let's continue. Everyone deserves a fair shake. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> no bullying. You can go to the principal's office. Woo! It's like I'm a government assistance. Oh, you get it? It's like a. That's never a good sign, by the way, when you're like, do you get it? <laughs> do you fucking know? Are you, are you fucking listening to me? <laughs> Let me ask you something, Tony. Wish I knew more of your Madawaska quotes off the top of my head. <laughs> I don't know them either, so it's the wrong show to. <laughs> <laughs> No, you get it? It's like a... Social media has made the world crazy. <laughs> what the I shot my Maybe back. I should have sent... I, I probably should have sent you an episode to watch before... Uh, yeah. We make no. fun Thank of people. Thank you, Ric Flair. You really saved well, me there. I, I don't make fun of people. You don't have and, to. And, uh, I'm ready to leave in uh, one minute, guys. No, don't leave. I love you. I am. Don't I am. leave, Rick. No, don't leave. No, hang on. No. I'm uncomfortable with the format. I appreciate the opportunity. No, it's come on, Rick. Me. I will never, ever. Yo, you did so bad, Rick Flair. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> you did so bad, Rick Flair's leaving. It's the perfect group of guys to not give a fuck. Like, you know, Tony, maybe a little bit, but Lewis, Zach, Shane, Ari, and Mark aren't going to care that Ric Flair might walk off the stage. In fact, I think they want to encourage it at this point. I think it, it, it would be like one of those things. Like if you could frame it, they would put it on their wall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a badge of honor. Like that kind of thing. There's no humor in the world that makes fun of people. <laughs> it's very funny because Zach Amico is right behind him. Like what? <laughs> it's like all he does. No, Zach Amico pays his bills. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> no humor in the world that makes fun of people. Uh, Guess what? He's not I, I apologize. I'm not one of them. No, you're good. You don't have to. No, I'm not apologizing. I'm, I'm not an unusually horrible. I will. I man. will have fun, but I won't make fun. 
beautiful. We got you. What a saying. <laughs> I like that the, the open mic is trying to make fun of himself to try and get Ric Flair back. Ric Flair, can you just... I'm unusually ch- horrible. <laughs> That'd be great if, if he was just like, can you just please chop me and just get back to normal? So... I was going to ask uh, Vinny Paulino to come on, but I knew we weren't going to get to it till like an hour and a half into the show, which yeah. seems like I'm right. Yep. But uh, I, I heard on WATP them saying that uh, Vinny Paulino wrote for the roast of Ric Flair. Oh, did he? And it was the same type of horseshit. Like Rick was saying, like, don't bully anyone. And I think Vinny and probably everyone else in the, in the writer's room's question would be, why are you doing a roast? <laughs> Like, you're literally at a roast telling people not to make fun of each other. I don't understand. What horrible representation. I don't even blame, like, Ric Flair is clearly out of it, so I don't even necessarily blame him for not looking into what Kill Tony was. Right. Like, the idea that his people didn't tell him what this was is wild. It's insane. I don't know why he Tony didn't tell him, just to his face. <laughs> well, Tony did. So... Tony said he did tell him the mistake he made was telling him seven or eight beers ago. Oh yeah. That's a big mistake. Giant, giant yeah. mistake. Cause uh, Rick did um, a Rogan show before this too with Tony. Yeah. You think yeah, yeah. Tony's like, yeah, I'll get, I'll get to it. I just don't want to tell him that we make fun of people. <laughs> he's gonna yeah, literally, I mean, that's what Tony, like, Tony's an amazing roaster. Like that's what he's known for. <laughs> he's not going to talk to me ever again. <laughs> uh, There's another long one here, but this is the uh, last one. Um, yeah, this I think this is the longest, right? Yeah. Uh, no, actually, the last one we just played was longer. Oh, okay. Then we'll get through it with ease. Yeah. That's great. Uh, have you ever commentated on anything before? No, no, I haven't commentated on anything before. Oh, I, I'm uh, sorry. This is, this is later. This is a different guy, by the way. Right, right, right. right. And I will say, Ric Flair said he was going to leave in a minute. Yep. He, he lasted a little while. I think, it, I think there was 15 minutes or so in between. So, something like that, at least. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's great. Uh, have Ball you ever park. commentated on anything before? No, no, I haven't commentated on anything before. Uh, and based on how this is going, one more thing. Oh sorry, my god, that you should know. He's a uh, wrestling coach. This guy. He's jacked. That's a that, it, that's a vital importance based on what Rick's about to say. Is this guy's a wrestling coach? Yeah. This is so fucking yeah, I boring. Holy- I believe that's a paid position, but what do I know? Shit. <laughs> Rick Flair, can you please tell us a story? <laughs> So right there, I know you can't see it. Tony gives Lewis the biggest death stare ever. <laughs> yeah, there's a weird thing, and it goes back to what we were talking about a few weeks ago. There's a weird thing. It's why I was down on Tony, where like it seems like Tony's looking down at Lewis and Zach as part of this. And it's like, look at the condition that Ric Flair is in right now. Do you really think anyone is beneath him? <laughs> Tony like looks, is Ric Flair above anyone in, in this position being on a roast, telling people to be nice. He's completely hammered. Yeah. Tony looks down at a lot of comics, especially New York. And I, did, ones. I, I didn't like that, but I'll say he redeemed himself and he was on, Tony was on with, uh, the skanks and Roseanne and violent J. And I thought he was good on that show too. So he redeemed himself a little bit. You are here with Ric Flair. You are a yeah. wrestling coach. Uh, how does it feel to uh, have a performance like that in front of Ric Flair? Fuck. <laughs> no, hey. Um, actually, to be honest with you, I respect that very much. My son was a great amateur wrestler. 
Uh, he's drunk and he's about to talk about his son who died. <laughs> so this is <laughs> yeah. always good to bring up the comedy mothership on on a roast show. Yeah, he t- he he talks about him and he falls the fuck apart every single time. And this yeah, time this it wasn't rough. even prompted. He just brought it up himself. Yeah. And um, this is why I'm going to make this. This is this is why. Come here, guys. This is why I'm leaving after I say this. No. 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 Sorry. Sorry. No. 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 Now the comics can shine. Get Ric Flair's kind of dragging the show down. <laughs> he fell asleep on stage. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, good, good riddance. Beat it. I have more respect for people that take their time to support any youthful athletic event. My son was a great amateur wrestler. He died of a heroin overdose. Oh. In 2013. I don't, I don't hear that. I'm over that. But anybody no, you're not. can take no. time away you shouldn't be. from them. <laughs> I'm fine. You're over your son. Ah, oh, come on, guys. I'm over it. <laughs> it was only 11 years ago. <laughs> hey, it's, just a, it's just a father burying his child, guys. Let's not all cry over spilled milk here. Right. <laughs> That's nothing. <laughs> That's just, not the point I'm making. The point is, don't bully people. That's my real message. It's not about my son dying. Yeah, you should have seen what he had to go through though against Hulk Hogan at Starcade. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not over Daniel being called a hack on Kill Tony, <laughs> but I am over my son's death. <laughs> That's a great point. <laughs> to support kids. And make them better because I can tell you right now, from personal experience, and because I believe in my heart. <laughs> All right, shout out to the band, the Kill Tony band. He did that. Uh, Was it the Hulk music? The Hulk walking away <laughs> <Yeah>. music. <laughs> Go back just a little bit so we can hear that starting. I gotta say, based on you know, in some respect, Tony is like their boss, more or less. I guess right. Uh, yes. You know, so Tony is obviously uncomfortable with what's happening and everything. The balls and the band to pull this trick out. Mwah. Kudos to you guys. Beautiful. And because I believe in my heart. <laughs> oh, I didn't go back far enough. You got to hear right before it actually kicks on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm over that. But <laughs> anybody that could take time away from their life to support kids and make them better because I can tell you right now from personal experience and because I believe in my heart. You ever had Asian pussy? I guess that's funny. What are the what are the ages of the uh, people that you're coaching, guy? Uh, it's it's high school age, so ninth grade. Rick, don't leave. Are you really leaving, Rick? Don't do it. Oh no! Thank you for all the respect. We lost Rick Flair, everybody. Someone being like the biggest figure maybe ever in WWF, WWE. Like when my as a non wrestling fan, my image of the WWE is Vince McMahon pissing his pants 
<laughs> Stone Cold holds a gun to his head or whatever the fuck that was. Bang 316, dude. It's a, it's a, a mockery. It's a, it's a legitimate mockery. That's what it's supposed to be. Right. And Ric Flair is like, I mean, if I'm not going to be taken seriously. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. <laughs> Listen, if the nature boy isn't going to be handled with some class and grace. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is so funny and, and weird. Uh, and if I can, if I can just say one final thing before I get out of here, uh, I am the best thing going today. <laughs> if I just want to get uh, before I leave, I just want to talk about how uh, my son's death. I don't even give a shit. <laughs> if I can be clear about one thing, my son's death. I am over. That is yesterday's news. <laughs> I take it out with the trash. I'm done with it. The only reason I thought of him was because you said wrestling coach. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't like these guys. My real brother is here. The open mic is on Phil Tony. <laughs> That's the, who I will go to the mat for. Yeah, these are the guys that really mean the world to Rick. <laughs> <laughs> they, they will not be disrespected on my watch. If you get if you get picked randomly in a raffle, brothers for life. <laughs> he mentions out of nowhere. He mentions his son dying. The crowd goes, "Oh!" He goes, "No, no, no! Hey, lighten up, will you?" <laughs> I love you, Rick. Thanks for doing this. I'll see you afterwards. No, you're good. You're good. We love you. Make some noise for Ric Flair, everybody. Come on. He looks like he's falling asleep walking off the stage. Well, I think there's a lot of, uh, not just substance abuse, but other things at play with Ric Flair, probably. And if Tony knows Ric Flair, he should know not to stuff him with booze before the show. It's interesting... If you're Tony, it's like, yeah, that's cool. You got to meet and do a show with one of your heroes. Why is he so nervous that that relationship is going to be? I, maybe it might just be psychological that he doesn't, he doesn't even know why he's acting like that. Mm. But it's like, what is Rick? Are you, are you going to become best friends with Rick Flair? You know well, what I mean? Are you guys going to be drinking? But like this man obviously so, seems out of it. Uh, Mark Norman, who's on the stage, kind of had that with Seinfeld. <laughs> well, how, what do you mean? Like uh, he was a, his hero growing up. He was a big fan of his show. No, but what I'm, but yes, Norman is legitimately friends with Seinfeld. Mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm saying is like, do you think you're going to have that relationship with Ric Flair? I think he might. I, I feel like, like a guy who's capable of that. I feel like this has been like uh, a decade long. No. Oh, have they been friends for a long time? I don't know. I feel like anytime because anytime. Rogan- oh, maybe if they're legitimate friends, then that explains a little more because I'm watching this thinking like, why is Tony trying so hard not to shit on what's happening here? <laughs> but at the same time, you're like, I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of someone if they were in this room, no matter what, I'd be like, you guys better watch it. <laughs> like, don't, <laughs> don't make fun of them. <laughs> but yeah. I, I can't. I'm stopping my head. But there's uh, like 30 seconds left here. Thank you all for all the respect. But I, I will never sign up to make fun of people that donate their time. I won't. Oh. <laughs> I swear to God, I respect you all and thank you for coming out. Music still. I can have fun. I will never make fun of time of people that donate their personal time to making well, children sir. better. Rick Flair, everybody. He, he just re- wasted everyone else's. <laughs> and then he just leaves. Also, I think uh, I heard Carl point this out. I don't think wrestling coaches donate their time. I think they're compensated. I thought I thought this whole time when he's talking about that, he's talking about the people that come up and do a minute of stand up. They're donating. That's their he, time. I, so I, that's how I took it too originally. When Carl said that, I was like, "Oh, maybe that's what he means." You're right. I, that's what I thought he meant, and that's even crazier. 
but I, because he, they know what the show is. But he probably doesn't. And they're like, why are you guys just making fun of this guy? <laughs> it's wild. I mean, you couldn't. I I think, and that's why I'm surprised Tony wasn't reveling in it more. I I don't think you could ask for any more out of a Ric Flair appearance. What's it going to be really coherent and funny? <laughs> you want him sober and well, not Ric Flair was sharp on this episode. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but yeah, like I said, that episode has like 1.4 million views. The last I looked at it, so. Yeah, I think uh, I think it all worked out pretty nicely for Mr. Hinchcliffe. I think it did. Yeah, so uh, check it out. I think it's all worth a watch if you haven't seen the full thing. Even though they did cut out a lot of the Asian pussy stuff, <laughs> the, as we call the good stuff, you know. It's wild. So I skipped. I, I was just looking for the clips of this, so I skipped around a little bit, and I skip ahead to minute eight, and Tony's still doing ad reads, and I was like, "Boy, good for you, buddy." Jeez. Jesus Christ! Fuck. First ten minutes of your show is ads. That's impressive. Yeah, we, we might we might have some uh, on the horizon here. By the way, hey, maybe one day someone will sponsor this show. No, no, I got I got stuff in the works. Was oh, that right? I do. Yes. Oh wow. Yeah. We have a lot to talk about after this episode. <laughs> I cannot wait to hear about Bill Burr, dude. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, now this is what uh, we've all been waiting for. This is what I'm actually excited the least newsworthy of our uh, subjects today, but maybe my most anticipated because we've been talking about for a while. We talked a few years ago a lot about Sammy the Bull and Michael Frenzies, Mm -hmm. these mobsters, ex-mobsters that are doing podcasts now. Yep. And uh, they're they're in our outro. You can hear them in our outro because we poked fun at the idea that Sammy the Bull was just like a podcaster now. It's very weird to me. What kind of statement is that? (laughs) Yeah, but... uh, now, a true gangster in his own right, Alec Baldwin, <laughs> conducted an interview with Sammy the Bull. And uh, so these are a couple of street guys. You know, they've both got their share of kills on their record. And uh, Alec's going to interview Sammy. So I compiled some clips. This was conducted a, a while ago, I think back in January or something. And um, they just put it out on YouTube for free now. So you can go watch the full interview if you want. It's about an hour and a half, maybe a little less. Um, but I found uh, some of my highlights that I wanted to share with you guys. Yeah, I'm the old looking guy. <laughs> Testing one, two, three. Can you hear me? <laughs> Good. Look at you. Is that now? Is this a custom uh, neon bull? Is this your neon bull? Or this is from like uh, uh, some product? Is this like from El Torito restaurant? Or like, uh, is it from the old country? Is it some WAP bull that I'll never be able to find? <laughs> there's a lot of I mean we're hearing the early phases of it but there's a lot of Alec trying to relate to Sammy throughout this interview yeah from El Torito restaurant or like where'd you get this neon bull from no I had it made <laughs> I had it made this is mine you have your own you have your own I, personalized I, I, see I why does he find that so funny <laughs> Sammy's like I had it made and he's like there's a lot. Alec is laughing at a lot of the shit Sammy says. I've got a great example later, but there's a lot of like, what is so funny, Alec? And I think it's just like kind of a, don't I really fucking hope this doesn't go sideways? I hope he still type of laugh. I hope he Steve doesn't. He still doesn't crave killing people. <laughs> yeah, they're but both. Alec's got to be like, listen, I've got you know, don't come too close to me with a pistol. <laughs> your own. You have your own I, personalized. I, I, yes. You know, and I was just telling the story that uh, we're not we're not being taped right now, are we? Yeah, we're rolling. You're recording you. Oh, we're ro- rolling. Yeah. All right. 
you fucking taping me without my knowledge. <laughs> you, put, you know what like, happens when people do that to me, Alec? <laughs> no, 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 no. I swear to God, I didn't mean it. <laughs> Look, I don't want to say. So, you know, we'll cut it out. Trust me, we're not going to screw you. <laughs> Please. That's always, by, by the way, that's how I know an interview is going to be great with a mobster is when the guy says, uh, oh, we're not going to make you look bad. <laughs> the last thing I want to do is expose any harsh truths about Sammy the Bull Gravano. <laughs> We're going to move on here to, uh, you just wrote, sweet story. <laughs> I think this is charming, yeah. I thought they would. I mean, I'm coming in with a lot of baggage. Yeah. I had mm-hmm. a 20-year sentence. So I, that's where Two all these times. tattoos came from. What I did is I tattooed up and I said, as soon as somebody fucks with me, I'm going to kill him in prison. I thought I'd never get out of prison and I would probably die in prison. So I said, I got nothing to lose. And that's what I'm going to do. I tattooed up. I put my prison hat on and I said, the first person who fucks with me, I'm going to kill. And that's going to push people away thinking about coming over to me or fucking with me. So... But uh, it really never happened. People started hearing and understanding the story. Even though I came back with baggage, I got along pretty good. I got along good with the ABs. I got along good with Afro What's an Media. AB for people who don't know what's that? The Aryan Brothers. Right. Okay. <laughs> well, yes. So you were tied up with the Aryan Brothers. That's good. That's fun. This is this is very funny because he Baldwin's such a liberal and Sammy is not. <laughs> it's the wildest. It's the it's truly the wildest thing ever to watch because yeah. everything Alec is taking in, he's like, mm, yes, interesting. <laughs> Meanwhile, he's like, yeah. So I was gonna murder the first fucking pr- person that looked at me wrong in prison. Hey, you know, I get tied up with the Aryan brothers and Alec's reaction to every story he tells is. Mm, yes, interesting. Now imagine, now imagine if it was a 24-year-old lady with a camera pointed at you. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get there. We'll get to these two relating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, here we have ugly language. These clips aren't as long, by the way, just so everyone knows. Yeah, well, this is like, you know, uh, we, we, don't, we don't go for this kind of stuff, right? <laughs> That's right. And uh, so I had two extremely powerful uh, prison gangs that uh, thought very highly of me. And didn't and, hold uh, it against you that you testified. They didn't look, say, you were a rat and any other ugly language like that. They didn't do that. No. I mean to, no. no. I don't mean to curse in front of you, Sammy, but <laughs> I don't, they call you a rat. I don't mean to be crass, but you were a stool pigeon. Any <laughs> other ugly language? This man confessed to 19 murders. God knows how many he's actually committed. Yeah. He confessed to 19 murders. And Alex's like, I don't want to, uh, I hate to work blue with you, Sam, but may I use the word rat? We'll bleep it in post, but may I use the word rat in front of you? You are a squeaker. <laughs> I, you know, I don't want to cross the line, but I've got some cheese here for you. Nice <laughs> cheese plate they told me you would like <laughs> I said does Sammy like I said does Sammy like cheese they said oh he'll gobble that up in two seconds that'd be so funny if he was doing that but he didn't get why he was just like I just heard you like cheese <laughs> no no Sammy uh, every every week on my podcast here's the thing 
we have my guest put on these whiskers and, and rat ears, if you wouldn't mind. No, no, it's a thing we do with everyone. <laughs> uh, Clara Bixby in the chat uh, must be a new listener here. Hi, Mike. Love the show. Um, regarding the Baldwins, would you ever do a show on his current wife who faked being Spanish? <laughs> <laughs> We've discussed it in the past. You know, the problem is I'd love to talk about Hilaria. She doesn't post enough anymore. No, he, she hit one million. I wish like, she he's, he's taken the mantle in terms of social media. I wish she posted more. But if you know of anything, uh, we should. I mean, we've done like the the cucumber and all of that. How you, you know how you that we should break down? Good how you break. say cucumber? Eh, como se dice cucumber? <laughs> uh, next here we have them um, uh, talking about nicknames. <laughs> Alec loves this for some reason. Oh, it's the best. And by the way. No one has submitted these names. These names haven't entered the conversation. They're all Alec just stereotyping Italians. Yeah, this is uh, Johnny Mopbucket. You're not far off. Yeah, I love so, I love how you're there, and you're with the uh, the Aryan Brotherhood and the the mafia on, that Let we know. A little better, obviously. There's a guy named There's a guy named Cornfed. That's what he's. That's next. About that's next. Yeah. Well, so his 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 prison mate is named Cornfed. So that's this is kind of where uh, Alec is talking about with the nicknames. I don't know why he finds this so fascinating. The Aryan Brotherhood and the, the mafia that we know, they got nicknames. The Italians have nicknames like Bobby Bacala and it'd be like with Tommy Scongeals and this and that. But their nicknames are Cornfed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't get what's so funny about that. <laughs> You're going with the Sopranos character. <laughs> Nicknames like Bobby isn't Bobby Bacala just a short version of his last name? Isn't it Bacalieri? Bacalieri, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not even really a nickname. <laughs> well, it's also I think it's also a food, right? Bacala. I like the I like that you people have nicknames like Glenny Ball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you have a. Uh, uh, crazy nicknames like Polly Walnuts. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps he, imagine. No, this has been done before. I know, but imagine doing that to any other race. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, under, I understand you people enjoy watermelon and grape soda. I, I have to do this game like weekly <laughs> on my other show. <laughs> imagine, oh, just imagine. <laughs> but, but I just find it funny that Alec is like, you know. <laughs> you got a Johnny two times because he likes to say it. It's like you've just seen movies, Alec. Imagine if Alec was talking to an Irishman like this. <laughs> <laughs> uh, here we have more on uh, corn fed. Yes, yeah, so you'll learn a little bit more about corn fed. And uh, so they named him corn fed. His name was Paul Snyder, his real name. And he has, uh, I believe, three life sentences. <laughs> he, he came in with uh, a case. It wasn't a life sentence. He got two or three more cases, every one of them for murders in prison. He was a boss in the ABs. And uh, that's what he, he's currently alive. And uh, he has uh, three life sentences plus 100 years. They'll never let him out. God, that's funny. Uh <laughs> Why? It's so funny. Can you go back a little bit? I almost want to play that whole clip again. But listen to what Sammy is saying. What Sammy is saying is profoundly sad on a human level. Yeah. That if this man were to live three lifetimes, he wouldn't get out of prison. Think about that. Just it also. And meanwhile, 
Yeah. Meanwhile, Alec is like, boy, that's a silly name he's got. But it's also, it's also pointing out how terrible of a human he is. Yeah, he's a monster. This man is a monster. A terrible. And now person. he's like, but he does sound like a circus bear, though. That's a fun <laughs> name. <laughs> Let's do this again. Should I start from the beginning or the middle? You start from the beginning. So you can really feel the, feel the sadness on every level of the horror that this man has portrayed on others and the suffering that he has to go through in the prison system. <laughs> There's not a way you can spin this. That's hilarious what Sammy is saying. And, uh... So they named him Corn Fed. His name was Paul Snyder, his real name. And he has, uh, I believe, three life sentences. He, he came in with... Uh, <laughs> right there, by the way. Baldwin just goes, Jesus, oh, it kind of cracks a smile. Stuff. Yeah, my, charges, my charges were dropped because I'm a big celebrity. So that, to me, that's very funny. Sentences. He, he came in with uh, a case. It wasn't a life sentence. He got two or three more cases, every one of them for murders in prison. He was a boss in the ABs, and uh, that's what he's currently alive. And uh, he has uh, three life sentences plus 100 years. They'll never let him out. God, that's funny. Uh (laughs) (laughs) Riot, I'll tell you, Sammy, I recently... I recently discovered Brian Regan's I Walked on the Moon, and I thought that was a hoot and a half. But then when you told me that story, I said, Brian Regan, who? I said, this Sammy's got some A material. This is, this is actually, this actually is Alec might strike again. <laughs> well, hold on one second. This is how, Alec, I don't know if he cares about his image because he committed a murder. Let's not, let's not yeah. you sugarcoat it. Now you can argue, was he at fault? Did he know the gun was loaded? All kinds of stuff. Well, how would we fare in the same situation? I understand. But Alec is talking to one of the most notorious hitmen in mob history. Maybe the most. Oh, for sure. For sure. He's not the most, and, vi- he's the most well-known at least. And he's giggling at a story because, all oh, because a man's name is corn fed. <laughs> And even Sammy's like, well, I mean, his real name's Paul Snyder. He's not. Yeah. <laughs> he's not a cartoon character. <laughs> um, God, that's funny. On a tougher subject. Hilarious. Because I think about this, I think about, you know, the, the psychological difficulties of doing some of the things you did. I think the first time you killed somebody. Someone, and let's be clear. These are things you did, not me. <laughs> I'm going to put this squarely on you is taking an innocent life. Uh, you know, perhaps a wife and mother who was merely doing her job, sucking the life out of that human being. That's something you did, Sam. And I like to think about the psychology of that. <laughs> really deep. And every time thereafter... Um, was it always the same feeling or was there a time when, you know, because a lot of it was at someone's direction. You were, you were being told. Do you, do you get to do the same rush the second time, I guess is what I'm wondering. Yeah, at, example. What, at what point do you uh, not give a shit when you see the life leave someone's eyes? <laughs> if you hear your wife do her fake Hispanic accent for the 10,000th time, does it feel just as good to uh, suck the life out of her? She's also a mother. <laughs> So I imagine it would be a similar sensation to the first time I, I mean, you did that. 
<laughs> Imagine this guy took someone's life and he's questioning the same of the bull is like, I mean, I can't even wrap my mind around what that would feel like. Right. <laughs> so even Sammy's got to kind of be like, are you sure you can't relate to this? No, never. <laughs> Ordered. <laughs> That'd be great if, it, if he tells him, and Sammy's just like, Jesus, you fucking did that. <laughs> I mean, yeah, in the mafia, we had a code at least. You know, <laughs> women and children were off limits, dude. <laughs> Go back just a little bit. Um, was it always the same feeling, or was there a time when you know? Because a lot of it was at someone's direction. You were you were being told to do this. You were being ordered to do this. You were given a hint. You were, you were given a job, like me. You weren't just. Walking on set one day and wondering what it would be like for someone to be no more. Did you have to... The second time around, Sam, are you also fully erect? May I ask you that? You already know all the uh, the cops' information and you got the excuses ready. <laughs> yes. Should I, should I continue using murders like blue chews to get me off? Is that... A feeling that will continue in your estimation? Do you think when uh, when Baldwin killed this lady, he dropped the gun like in The Godfather? <laughs> he just, <laughs> just walked away. Yeah. <laughs> you were given a hit. You were given a job. Did you have to? Did you have to medicate yourself? To get yourself no. in that state to do that job? Do you either get jacked up and high and really, really kind of like a blind kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, What's that? Uh, energy and power or get numb? Were you always in a natural state? feel like you were God the way I did? <laughs> do, you, do you feel the true power of someone walking around this earth and then simply not because of a quick finger that you had. Honestly, I don't see much of a difference between a hitman and an executive producer. <laughs> what do you, what, what was the sensation you felt when you realized that by simply playing with a prop gun, you could end a life? <laughs> Sammy, this is Sammy. I'm asking this again. Did you have to take a pill and take a couple of shots before you could do that? <laughs> what was the state yeah. of mind? For, first of all, I was always a, a hit to me was always in order. I never did a hit right. what really without an order. You improvised. Yeah. I never did anything crazy like thinking a gun wouldn't be loaded on a set. I never pointed a gun at anyone who didn't deserve it. <laughs> I never did anything wild like not checking with the armorer before I started playing with guns. Don't bring up that bitch again. <laughs> That'd be great if Sammy kept po poking digs at him. Yeah, what are you going to do about it? I never did anything that stupid. Uh, this this next one is called Getting Italian. I like when Al, Al gets down to street level here. These are just two mafia guys talking. Johnny Keys, in the podcast, which I listen to, nearly all of the podcast. I mean, I listen to a lot of it. So you stopped right at the, uh, the important information. <laughs> <laughs> I almost listened to the whole thing. <laughs> it wasn't quite interesting enough for me to keep my attention the entire time. <laughs> I got through all the crib notes. <laughs> Honestly, like that was maybe one of the most interesting podcasts I've ever listened to. <laughs> it was great. So by the way, Sammy in this interview, it's it I, to be fully truthful. Like, Alec doesn't do a whole, There's a lot of stuff that I found funny in it. Yeah. But there's also some interesting stuff yep. that Sammy talks about. And that Johnny Keys podcast that he did. Awesome. Um, Sammy says they're making a movie about it, which I hope they do it right, because that is a great story. The story was fantastic. And I hope it's yeah. I hope it's not like uh although there's one um there's one uh 
I guess made for TV. It was an HBO movie called Gaudy. That is one of my favorite mob movies ever. It came out. In really? The, yeah. Not the Kevin Connolly one, obviously. No, it came out um, in, in 1996. It's on YouTube. It stars, yeah, it's yeah. starring okay. Armand Asante. He's a fantastic John Gotti, but the it, the movie's awesome. Well, yeah, the Johnny Key story, if they do it right, will be I, awesome. I mean, it's not interesting enough to keep Alex's attention for the full podcast, but yeah. I thought it was pretty good. No, that that whole entire thing, uh, the way he went into the stories, like meeting the people, not like you yeah. know, convincing him he it, wasn't it's a captain. For a movie. So let's see what yeah. Alec thinks about. It's kind of ass to <laughs> nearly all of the podcast. I mean, I listen to a lot of it, and you tell that story. It's a very powerful and very, uh, you know, romantic even story that you said this guy's more Cosa Nostra than than, 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 than any of us. I said Cosa Nostra. Do you catch on to that? What, what's a lot of oh yeah go back I meant to point that out <laughs> <laughs> but what, what of a forty five minute podcast what's a lot of it <laughs> I listen to uh, twenty two minutes <laughs> romantic even story that you said this guy's more Cosa Nostra than than than, than any of us hey hey, hey from the neighborhood wow. you know <laughs> he's a paisan he's a friend of ours yeah. Yeah, for those who don't know I'm just Alec Baldwin shooting the shit with my good buddy Sam <laughs> for those who don't know or aren't into the mob really the only people that call the mob the mob is like the media they actually call it Cosa Nostra which means this thing well, of us yeah. and, and that's <laughs> the mob and Alec Baldwin refer to it that way correct <laughs> correct <laughs> even story that you said this guy's more Cosa Nostra than, 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 than any of us you know he yeah. was old school and he was he was like teaching you in the car or the van or whatever the fuck you were in <laughs> whatever the fuck I really like. whatever the Wait. fuck whatever the fuck I ain't here to break balls Sam <laughs> he sounds like Tony Soprano there he's, he's coming back around. whatever the fuck you call it yeah yeah whatever the fuck I ain't got time to be learning words like vans or cars or whatever the fuck. Yeah, this is a great one, too. How else can I kill? Well, Sam, do you have any tips for me? A hit for you in your career. Let me take a sip of water. Was it left to you to decide how? In again, I can only walk on any movie set and point at any innocent woman. I mean, street. Sorry, (laughs) misspoke. (laughs) Was it left to you to decide how? In again, I can only quote this silly language of like mafia lore and legend that somebody goes out. I'm gonna dis. I'm gonna disrespect and disregard (laughs) everything you've ever done. This silly lore. Your your silly whimsical <laughs> jester lifestyle. <laughs> the only people hold so dear. I love mob history. <laughs> this is hurting my soul listening to Baldwin. Yes, when you when you people uh, would dance around in your silly outfits <laughs> and play cops and robbers. When it looked like you're coming back from the gym and you're like, get a job, you piece of shit. <laughs> Quote the silly language of like mafia lore and legend that somebody goes out and starts the car and the car blows up. Was that in your, uh, was that in your, uh, uh, toolkit there? Was it always a gun and shooting <laughs> somebody? <toolkit. laughs> Hold on. <laughs> so was that in your uh, bag of tricks? <laughs> if you don't know what he's, do you know what he's talking about there? Casino? No. So what happened was um, Paul Castellano was the boss of the Gambino family. 
Paul Castellano yep. gets killed. So they have I know to. That. So uh, Vincent uh, Giganti from the Genovese family went to get payback against Gotti and tried to blow up his car. But. Uh, oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. Sammy's friend, I think it was Frankie DeChico, <laughs> was in the car and blew up. And that was just him <laughs> talking about it. His best friend yeah. was in the car. <laughs> yeah, was that maybe. I was trying to get a scoop. Was that a. I know. Uh, uh, your, your friend exploded. Any car bombings? <laughs> your, your friend blew up right in front of your eyes. Uh, you ever do that? <laughs> Was that a, was that you? <laughs> Toolkit there, was it always a gun and shooting somebody in the head? Or were there other methods? Was there poisoning? Blowing up a car? Example, if I were to slip something into my wife's food every day, <sighs> how, tra- period of time. how traceable is coffee poison? <laughs> I'm saying, in the future, do I have to be so blatant about it? Yeah. Or can I, is there something more subtle I could pull off, you think? <laughs> Blowing up a car. Jay Sharp says, I saw your mob history on iPad. <laughs> That's a very funny comment. It was tremendous. I nearly got to the whole podcast on iPad. <laughs> they make it very palatable. That'd be like if uh, he got paid to do like a, a voice reading of a, like an audio book. <laughs> he stopped at like page 80. He was like, good enough. <laughs> very good. This was, I've gotten the gist of this. It's uh, quite good. <laughs> Or were there other methods? Was there poisoning, blowing up a car? Was there only one option for you, or there were multiple options? No, that we didn't have Sammy's answer. We just had, no, no, no. <laughs> no saying, if you, Sammy, you got any tips for me? Come on. <laughs> uh, let me uh, let me ask you guys a question. This is why we don't have Sammy's answer. Uh, was there uh, other methods other than gun to kill somebody? Uh, yeah. yeah. Meanwhile, but, sorry, go ahead. It's just him going, yeah, but I think the next one is his answer. Well, I just want to say that, like, let's not forget today, the the husband of the woman, the cinematographer that Alec Baldwin killed, can find an interview where Alec is saying, like, hypothetically, how else could I do it? <laughs> yeah, they're going to exist. They're going to use that in court, too. They're going to be like, uh, we have. Well, this. no, he's off scot free. Double jeopardy, baby. That's he's done. right. That is actually correct. I forgot about that. Um, let's see. Uh, here's uh, Sammy tell- talking methods. Okay. You, you, we're face to face when I shoot you. You ain't getting away. Huh. So a gun to me is. <laughs> yeah, let me write that down. <laughs> uh, that's good. You ain't getting away. That's what I should have yelled at her. <laughs> or a knife is very, very right there uh. in your face. I don't take chances. When I come after you, you're going to die. So, and, and, and you could use poison. I never used poison, never considered it. It was used once or twice that I know of, but... Um, yeah, I wanted to see one, the look in their face, you yeah. know, when they were truly terrified about losing their life. So here's the thing, like, with these interviews, like he just said, there's two uses of poison that I know of. It's like, do, yeah. the, do the cops know that? Like, did he talk about that already? <laughs> you know? I think he means, like, tradition. I don't think he means specific uses. <laughs> I mean, like, ways to use it, you know? Oh, okay. That's how, yeah, that's I why I took it. So my my thing was a gun. Right. I thought maybe and, you know they, they'd over. I loved the two. <laughs> I just uh, I loved the ringing in my ears for days. <laughs> uh, Sammy, I can I can attest. Foolproof method <laughs> method. <laughs> Dose people. I also like liked it. it. <laughs> Dose people. A gun. Right. I thought maybe and, you know they, they'd overdose people or things like that. You know. Well, they do that in certain cases, but uh, not me. Right. You had that your wasn't method. My thing. Yeah. 
You, you had your signature. I have mine. We all, all of us murderers have our method. Yeah. That's what's important to remember. Yeah. Some people have a calling card. I, if you hear a gun go off and you hear whoops, a daisies, that was me. <laughs> oh, geez. <laughs> <laughs> That was sort of my catchphrase. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh. Uh, whoops. Uh, uh, this is two mafia guys. <laughs> it's just a couple of guys, a couple of fellows from the neighborhood. A couple you know? of paisans. Yeah. That's right. Trump, I'll use him as an example. He has, he has a project going up. What did you just and say? I'm bidding the job. And uh, he doesn't give me the job. So all of a sudden, the team's the foreman, has that gate shut. It doesn't open up at 7 or 8 in the morning. It opens up at 9 o'clock. The team's the foreman is checking the, the trucks, their brakes, their lights, directional signals, everything. He's breaking balls. So I'm breaking <laughs> balls. So he'll... I, I, I'm speaking your language. He's, he's breaking your brujol, right, Stammy? Yeah, Trump's just breaking balls. <laughs> That's the most sane I've ever been about him. Yeah, he's cutting your cannoli. I understand, Sam. <laughs> yeah. the, way, the way us fellas do. Uh, this is our last video. Oh, no. I know. the last one? We flew through these. <laughs> All right. Um, uh, this, is, uh, this is him kind of talking about Alec, right? This is when Alec gets up and leaves? This is mutual respect. Oh, good. Yeah, this is him. There's a weird moment where Alec like gets up and leaves the interview and then comes back to clear his throat or something. <laughs> and Sammy's, Sammy's just talking about him. I'm doing an interview over here with Alec Bowen. Who would have thunk that Sammy the Bowen would be sitting down with Alec Bowen? He's a good guy, this guy. It's like talking to a street guy. He's a tough guy. He's a good actor. <laughs> I think if uh, we haven't needed a job done, I think he could carry it out. <laughs> I like how they cut out the other shit that Sammy says when, when they're not recording, but they left that in and made like <laughs> jump cuts. He's great. He's a tough guy. He's, he's, he's just like us. He's a, one of the street guys. He's a street guy. <laughs> oh, Sammy, that really means a lot to me. You know, <laughs> I did everything I could to get made. Yeah. <laughs> I took that bitch out. Uh, what a fucking awesome! Uh, yeah, I thought that was a fun one. We flew through it a lot quicker than I thought we would, but that was a, it. Was definitely a fun interview to watch. Definitely. I mean, uh, we yeah. just did like thirty something minutes on it. <sighs> All right. Um, I guess that's it for this week. A little shorter than we've been doing, but two hours—that's enough for you people. No, that's right. I mean, we were doing only an hour for years. Yeah, so what the hell? Quit breaking my... As Alec Baldwin would say, quit breaking my balls. Quit breaking my balls. <laughs> Come on. Oh, right. Ah, Sammy, right away you're getting fucking fresh with me. <laughs> Do you think uh, Alec will be in that movie? I hope so. He was kind of angling towards it a little bit. I hope he's, like, I hope he's Johnny Keys. <laughs> Sammy, you ever need any favors done in the future, you know who to call. <laughs> he's going to be Johnny Keys and it's going to be perfect. Oh, right away you're getting fucking fresh. <laughs> Sammy, come on. Don't talk to me. You a little bit. You were being, uh, <laughs> what's fucking uh, De Niro say? God damn it. I'm fucking up the line. A little bit. You were taking it very personally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was doing the wrong line, so I couldn't do the voice. <laughs> yeah. You were doing like everyone's impression of De Niro. A little bit. Yeah. 
little You're bit. Taking it very personally, Sam. <laughs> now go get your fucking shine box. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Uh, all right. <laughs> uh, Nick, I didn't see this. Uh, Craig, put down the crossword puzzle and pay attention to the show, please. Five bucks. This has been an allegation towards you that a lot of people say that you, you're on your phone constantly throughout the show. I didn't say constantly, but I got uh, people on their way over here, so I was just texting with them. Hmm. That is all. People I, say it's constant. I mean, I, oh, feel, here's the other thing. I feel like here's I was, the other, you know. Here's the other thing people have lobbed at you. Yep. I've gotten a lot of, we've gotten a lot of comments on YouTube lately. About your hair. People saying put on a hat. Oh, yeah. No, that's always. Look at balding. That's all. That's all it is. Is balding? They make it seem like it's a disgusting display. I mean, maybe. <laughs> I don't fucking know. You know. Sound off in the comments. Yeah, let us know. Let me know uh, what exactly it is you're talking about in the comments section. And those do help uh, the algorithm. Yeah. Leave a comment. Like this program if you liked it yeah. and subscribe. So you always know when we go live. Here's the thing with us mm -hmm. is uh, sometimes we have to do it at a weird time. So if you want notifications whenever we go live and even why are you laughing? Sometimes I premiere Thursday morning. Sometimes it's Wednesday night. So if you want to know when we go live on YouTube, um, make sure you tap that notification bell. Make sure you subscribe. It uh, helps the channel grow and uh, it helps you know when shows are dropping. So we appreciate it. And if you don't get through the whole episode, we post uh, the individual segments on YouTube as well. That's right. So you can uh, check those out, make it a, e a little easier to get through um, the uh, full episodes that way. So subscribe to the YouTube audio feeds at blindmike.net for blind Mike project. Why are you laughing? And who are these socials? All the audio feeds are there. If you want to subscribe on Spotify, Apple, wherever you get podcasts, leave a five-star review. We appreciate it. Um, and subscribe to the Patreon or become a YouTube member, whichever way is easier for you. Uh, support the boys, get mm -hmm. bonus episodes of Why You Laughing, get episodes a week early of Why You Laughing. And on Patreon, you also get Quincy and, uh, you know, sometimes stuff with Hack Ride if we can demean him to that level. <laughs> if we can and, wrangle him uh, in. <laughs> yeah, and all, all sorts of other stuff. Uh -huh. So uh, go to blindmike.net. That's the easiest way to find links for uh, all of this stuff yep. that I'm doing. Yep. You can also go to verygoodshow.org to support the Craigster. Yep. Craigers, as he's been called lately. Yes. Uh, verygoodshow.org, the new show that no one thought was going to happen, is out now. Rubbed out. New uh, murder uh, show that we're doing. And it's with specifically the boys. about gay people? No, no, no. It's. <laughs> Did you not pay attention to Alec and, uh, and Sammy? Rubbed out is mob slang for killing. No, but uh, either Hackrider or Justin told me it was specific to gay culture in some way. Uh, it's either that or it's, I always took it as, you know, jerking off was the double entendre that I associated with. Robin, right, we'll listen Robin to Craig's gay podcast. <laughs> listen. Yeah, listen. listen right now. True crime. Craig true crime. seems to know his stuff about the mafia. So that's so, interesting. Yeah. The first one uh, was the a Andrew Bagby case. Matt went through that. And then um, after the three of us put up a different uh, murder that we'll talk about next time and the Patreon votes on which one we go with. And I did put Paul Castellano. As uh, the murder I was going to talk about oh. from Sammy, but I lost, so not the winner. Oh, all right. Not well, the winner. go vote. Go to verygoodshow.org. Uh, subscribe to all the stuff that Craig is doing as well. Yeah. And uh, your interview, as long as well as Hack Rides, will be up tomorrow. The interview we discussed earlier oh. with, uh, I'm forgetting the guy's name again. David, David Liebhart. Liebhart? <laughs> yeah. 
Um, that's up tomorrow, and by all by all accounts, incredibly wacky. Yes. <laughs> so that'll be up on YouTube tomorrow at ten. Uh-huh. Hackride fought me for this, even though I was never against it. <laughs> he fought tooth and nail against no one uh, <laughs> to get this up. And before we take off and give the final goodbye, hamburger two bucks. I like Craig. He cool. Two bucks. Thank you, sir. Oh, good. Had to get that in there. Of course, that's what we end with. That's <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> Had to get it in. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next time and uh, zip it up and zip it out. <laughs> and we have a mean transition. Sappers clear the way. Everyone all the way. If I tell you you've got a homicide, buddy, you've got a homicide. I hope you're from you soon. I am proud to own the Trumpy Bear, and I will always be proud to be an American. Until then, have yourself a great day, and as always... Rock on. Stop the baloney, huh? What kind of statement is that? I wrote it. One of my favorite players to cover when he was here was Mike Vrabel. Tell me a Mike Vrabel story. <laughs> Piss on him. All right. My belly hurts. Can you please kindly F off, please? If a person is on a bridge threatening to jump, how do we know that he wants help? Anyway, God bless America.